baby, you know what time it is. It's time for another episode of Rated G with Gary G. Garcia and Brian T. Licata. I'm your host, Gary G. Garcia, along with my partner in misinformation, Brian T. Licata. And today, we have a special guest with us, man. I'm so pumped to have this brother on, Sean, and I hope I don't murder your last name. X, oh my God. Xstat. Yep, Xstat. What is that, German? Yes, Uchstadt, if you're German. Uchstadt. Uchstadt, yep. Sean, it's a pleasure to have you here. Uh, If you don't know, my man Sean, he works tech. He works the background of all our shows and resorts. Mm -hmm. Um, We do shows there every week, in case you don't know already. And this is the guy behind, uh, you know, he, he pulls my curtain. He does our lights. He does our music. He is the man. And I got to say something. Sean, I love having you on the show with me. I'm glad that you asked to come on. And and, in a heartbeat, I said yes, because I absolutely love you. You are the epitome of of what it takes to be good in the background. Not everybody understands how important the background is. And a lot of people that work there don't. There's a few. There's you and there's two others that I'm like, they know they're part of the show. It takes a village, man. They understand they're part of the show. Sean won't even let me walk out on the stage until it's the right time. He'll hold me back, wait for the music to build up. Then he'll open up the curtain and let me come in with the lights, with the music. Yesterday, I did my uh, I did my uh, zombie bit mm-hmm. with the Michael Jackson zombies. And this motherfucker threw on Thriller <laughs> when I went into the dance. Like, he knows what he's doing. He's a fucking beast. I love to have you on the show with us, Sean. It's never the same when you're not there. And, and I'd love to have you on this show today. Welcome, man. I'm glad, I to, appreciate it. glad to be Lord here. Vader. There's so many things I want to touch. The first thing I want to touch is uh, your background. You got, a, you, go. got a, you got stuff in your house that would put uh, Buddha in, in, in shame. Well, I don't know. Buddha got a lot of shit, but you got some really cool shit going on there. You got all those helmets. Do, can you put those helmets on? Are they all? Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Really? <laughs> yeah. Here's uh, Boba Fett. This is Boba Fett. Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, it's got the it's got the piece of foam in there for the. I was about to say you had the holy shit. Look at that, dude. That is an amazing collection, yo. Do you just collect like the the helmets and guns, or do you also got like all the figures and shit like that? Well, I do have some of my original um, um, toys. From when I was a kid, uh, that's cool. In my collection, uh, as a matter of fact, this this Vader mask right here is my original Vader mask from night from the seventies. Wow! Is my Don Poe Studios. This was the costume mask that they came out with. It's two pieces. Uh, that's sick for little kids. So back in the day, this this mask was like I don't know, like. Eight bucks. You put the helmet on backwards, and you're like, "Hey, <laughs> kick the sun out your eyes, man." That's a good beach hat right there. Yeah, there you go. So you know it's crazy. I used to have like when it came to the toys back in the seventies, man. I had such a collection. Right. I had like we had like maybe five Tie Fighters, five X Wings. Mm-hmm. I had like maybe fifty Stormtroopers. Like we had the whole shit hooked up. And then we got to that age where, you know, your parents start start wanting you to stop playing with fucking toys. They're like, yo, you know, you're 13, I mean, 14. Dude, it took us the longest to stop because we used to do crazy. We used to make movies. We were like crazy with that shit. 
And I remember when we got rid of that shit, I gave away a, the Millennium Falcon, all my tie fight, everything. Just gave it away to somebody. Yeah. I'm talking now that must have been at least, I don't even know how many thousands. We looked worth. We looked it up. The, the, the Millennium Falcon is like four or 500 bucks, I think, right? Well, more? okay. So I, I, in, in the Star Wars community, amongst my friends, um, I'm which my daughter to... and my and my son-in-law are very much in that. And there's my daughter right there, Jasmine. What's up, Jasmine? Hello, Jasmine. Uh, are you with Kyle right now, Jasmine? Because Kyle got to see his collection behind his head. It's insane. My daughter and Kyle are big Star Wars fans. They go out to Disney and do all the Star Wars shit. They got lightsabers and all that shit in the right. house, man. So you know, in, I, in the Star Wars community of my local friends and collectors, they consider me an expert on on the value of things. Cause I, I have an, an, it's called my retirement collection working mm -hmm. entertainment. I don't really have much of retirement. My wife's a school teacher. She has great retirement. Right. So I have books and books of things that, that show you item by item, piece by piece of all the stuff that's ever been made to this point that has a value. And as far as the million Falcon, yes, there are um, some very good dollar amounts on Falcons only, you know, if they're not missing the little, the, the, the little pieces and things like right, that. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Condition and all that. Right. If you have one sealed in the box, yeah, you're getting top dollar. Yeah. You're getting so, and I have a few of, of the original toys and things sealed in a box in a case that's that's graded. You know, they they have oh, some high shit. dollar stuff. Yeah, because that's, cool. that's I, I guess also the year also. If you got a nineteen, if you got the toys from the seventies, right, the those original are be trilogy. much more than the yeah than the thing. Now I got to be honest, man, because I get into this all the time with my daughter. She wants me to check out like all the new shit. Mm. I think all the new shit sucks. Like I, I just you gotta I can't be get into specific. it, man. All the, the new, the new, the new movies the, or the new spin -off? Well, the new the new spinoffs. They had that new. Uh, what was the one that had um? You got dude, the, they had Jack the TV Black. series was great. The uh, um, I can't think of what it, what it's the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. The Mandalorian right. is. Yeah. She tried to get me into that. I kind of liked it, but it was also like. I don't want to see a human side to Boba Fett. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what messed it up for me a lot was seeing the human side of Boba Fett, seeing the human side of Stormtroopers. Right. I don't want to know that there's human beings under there. I want them to look like just, you know, uh, you know, right. we're not the, these are not the droids you're looking for. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, like, right, right. but then they go and they take off the helmet and then they make them human. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just, I didn't need to get into a relationship with a Stormtrooper. They're in the movie to get shot. Right. You know? Yeah. So it's yeah. like when they, when they did that to, to Boba Fett, it kind of took away from Boba Fett. It gave him a heart. You want Boba Fett to be this bounty hunter that just kills people. Awesome helmet collection, my daughter says. Tell it, well, she can hear her, So thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that's just a part of my collection. I've got 70-something helmets. I believe that. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So so what do, what are your thoughts on the the new incarnations of the of the movies like the most recent recent three or four movies that have come out so like the rise of uh, Skywalker the Force right. Awakens all that okay so yes. um I can't. as as long as they're moving forward with the Star Wars franchise and expanding new storylines mm -hmm. I'm all for it now are the storylines perfect no not all storylines are perfect there are issues there are things that are going to happen that us old school fans are going to have problems with and stuff that we're going to like. Um, perfect example. The very first, the force awakens a very, it ended with Ray 
finding Luke Skywalker to hand him back his lightsaber. Mm -hmm. And he's standing there and it's like a cliffhanger on a cliff. Literally they're on a cliff. And, and the, the next movie begins with him looking at her on that cliff and he takes his lightsaber from her and throws it. Mm -hmm. Skywalker would have never done that. Okay. It was a very emotional, intense scene. And, and the comedic aspect of them doing that was like, what, what the fuck are you doing? That's not a Luke Skywalker's character. He understood how intense it was for her to find him and what's going on in the galaxy because he can sense it all. Right. So, and even Mark Hamill himself said that that director, Ryan, he tried to tell him that's not, that's not what we do. It's not how it is. And Ryan didn't give a shit and made him do it. And he did not like it. So, yeah, there are issues, um, you know, like when, when he was milking the freaking, the, 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 the cows, the, 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 the cows tit in front of Ray. I didn't, okay. We all know that, Hey, the blue milk comes from some kind of creature. I don't need to see him milking with my, my nine-year-old in the theater and be like, uh, this is awkward. Now my nine-year-old sees where the, he's milking the cows tit in front of everybody. I'm like, that was fucked up. You didn't need that. So wait a minute. You'd have a problem with your nine-year-old seeing a regular cow get milked. I don't have a problem with him seeing a tit at all, but it's just for yeah, me, right. Who's uh, offended by a tit? There it is. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't need to see that. Yeah, I didn't. My nine year old didn't need to see that. You with don't me, need to you know. see that, yo. That's a Thank horrible you. scene, yo. You yeah. got nipples. They're yeah. showing nipples. That's the minute it gets pornographic. The minute the nipple makes right. an appearance. That's too much stuff. And and then there was another scene where where uh, the villain, which is Kylo Ren, who is. Han Solo and Princess Leia's son shoots the ship that she's on and blows the part of the ship up and she ends up in outer space and she kind of Mary Poppins herself back into the ship when that was yes yeah where she was already dead in real life she had died they could have just let her die off right there that yeah, like would have been a better thing but no they didn't so they brought her back and she Mary Poppins herself back and I'm like okay I understand she's force sensitive but Again, just there's stupid shit. I, I can go on about yeah, a bunch of that stuff if you really want to. I but think I love, really, I love it. I think what really messed up uh Star Wars was Disney. Um I don't like all the woke shit, man. I watched the Obi-Wan one with uh Princess Leia when she's little. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like it's she just, was in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Flea, I didn't mind. I didn't like Jack Black and I didn't like what's her name? Uh what's the what's the, Rizzo. the singer? Rizzo. Oh, she was horrible. And the minute yeah. they put it in there, it's like, why? See, I thought why? the same thing. I'm like, the, these people are already huge. And I understand they're great fans. And, and you know, that, that's cool. You have some of your, your celebrity fans come in. But give people who are true diehard fans that have no name a chance to be in your, your movie. Give them, give them a chance to be a Lizzo, part of that legacy. Lizzo was put in just to have that woke content in there. Yeah. There's was no it, are you talking about the TV right show or a movie? The old Obi Wan, I think it, it was a uh, uh, Obi Wan where where um, Jack Black and Rizzo were where um, no actually, actually that was in the Mandalorian. No, that wasn't it's, in, man, it's in the new Mandalorian. Yeah, Mandalorian. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Horrible man. I just don't like. I don't. I'm. I'm a fan of. I'm gonna keep it real. People get mad when I say this, but Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back. So a new hope. Everything after that. Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi were the first three. Yes, I hated Return of the Jedi. Ah, no, come on, you can't. I hate it. Not hate. Not hate. I I hated it. You don't like the bears? 
The no, Ewoks? I hated the Ewoks. Hated the Ewoks. You want to know why I hated them? Because it was at that point that I felt like they started making the movies more for the toys than for the story. Well, that's a possibility. The Jedi, to me, was a movie made so that they could make a bunch of toys. Well, that's the a Ewoks, possibility. Because... They could make a bunch of Ewoks. The movie itself didn't hold up to me. It was kind of corny, man. That's a I didn't like it. Because George Lucas gave the Fox, at the time, gave them the rights to all of the ticket sales. And he told them, just give me all the merchandising. Yep. yep. And he made billions of dollars off the merchandising compared to the ticket sales. Of course. That's that's the deal I would take. Right. I, I want so now merch. you like all the, the merchandising. <laughs> I, I would have took it, though. You know what I'm saying? I mean, look at look like I know what's going to happen. Look at the back of your wall right there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Merchandising is where it is. But to, to me, this stuff is an investment. Like, I don't have thousands of hundreds of thousands of dollars in the bank. Yeah. I've got a collection here that is holds its value and will increase in value as long as we don't all fucking blow up and die. Then it won't matter. But you know, it, it's uh, it's it, a long term <laughs> investment that's fun to cool and look and have and touch and you know and have and look at. Fucking loving it, man. I love you, dog. I also want to bring up something. I asked you if it was okay. We uh, because we you know we had you coming on. Brian wants to well, do a well, little research. Well, also I also had one. Uh, th this is something else that Disney uh, just put out. I wanted to oh. mention this before. Oh wait, wait, wait. You get, hey, before you go into that, you you mentioned you don't like that Disney took it over. My thoughts on Disney taking it over. Um, George Lucas is 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 tired of it. He wants other things to happen in his life. He did other things, but his his transition to giving it to Disney, I thought was the smartest franchise that's out there to be able to throw ungodly amounts of money at it to do whatever needs to be done to continue the series. That I thought was a smart move because the other motherfuckers that own Universal Studios, that's Comcast. And everybody loves Comcast, right? No, you don't know if you know that. Comcast owns Universal Studios, right? Yeah, no, so he's, he's looking at the two the two uh, you know big conglomerates out there and Disney I thought was the smarter move. I just felt like uh, I felt. I like would agree I, with that. I don't like I Disney, like but George, I would agree with that. Yeah, I don't like Disney, but I I feel like George Lucas. I'm just tired of it. Yeah. Like my thing is like you know they could have just left it the way it was and came up with that's the problem that I have with all of Hollywood right now. They don't come up with nothing new. Right. You know there was a time when Star Wars was at its peak. People yeah. weren't just adding on to it. They were coming up with Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. You had you know Star Trek was already out there. Star um, Trek was original, yeah. Yeah, Star Trek was already out there. You had Battlestar Galactica. You had all these different space things that were kind of like it, yeah. but they created their own new thing. Aliens. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's like now with movies. Every time they come out with a new movie, all they're doing is taking like old male characters and turning them into female characters. They do the same and thing I'm with like, music. Yeah, and I'm like, why in the world don't they just come up with a new character? Like they tried, they were trying to get a female 007. Why? Just create a female freaking spy. Yeah, that's like 007, but it's her own character. What the hell then, is so hard to do about that? Then continuing a series and and some things like that, like Top Gun Two, fucking awesome. I think really? they did a, a very, very, <laughs> very well written script. That's why they kept holding it, holding it, holding it to release it. And and the homage they did to to uh, what's his name who's got the throat cancer, um, Val Kilmer, mm. in the movie. You know, it was it was very respectfully done. And Tom, I thought Tom Cruise did a great thing. You also saw the new um, we were talking about it last week. You saw the new um, what is it, Indiana Jones? Yes. What did you think of it? 
All right, so I'm I'm a fan, obviously, of the original trilogy. I also like the newer ones, the Crystal Skull. A lot of people have a problem with. Um, again, as long as you're continuing that storyline, it may not be the best, but at least it's it's getting people to to not to not um, forget about the franchise or or to expand thoughts about things of of that franchise. So the new one, again, a lot of. A lot of cool uh, fight scenes. Indiana Jones still kicking ass and taking names. The the de aging software that they use, like the CGI now, is just you can't tell unless you really know what's going on. It's, I don't know. I, I think I, I think I noticed it, man. It looks weird. It's weird, man. The CGI stuff looks it's weird. weird. Man. Uh, not in this movie. Like the whole movie begins with him younger, like when he's back with the Nazis. Right when he's back fighting in Germany when, when uh, with, with Hitler and all that, and and it brought him back to that series with his father. Remember Sean Connery played a yeah, mm-hmm. stage? I liked all those. I liked all right. of it. Brought him man. back to that age look, and it, it wasn't. It was looked like it was really him. Like it was him. It's just they CGI'd it over over his face. So, but the storyline was good. There was some really cool guests uh, that were from the previous movies in it. Uh, some nice homage. There was a couple things that explained. Supposedly, Shia LaBeouf in mm-hmm. the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was supposed was to take over as a new That's what I was going to say. I was going to bring that up. Yes, so please they, explain that to me. They explain in the movie why he didn't take over the franchise. Something has occurred between him and Marion. Um, and they explain <laughs> something's occurred with Shy in Hollywood. What's <laughs> happening? Well, oh, yeah, that's well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the real world, you know, but they, they they do it in a tactful way that you're like, okay, I, I can accept that, I can understand. See, what's going on me, with him, dude? He 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 must have been on Epstein's Island at some point, dude. Maybe, yeah, as when a, he was as like a victim, yeah, a victim, yeah. I love him as an actor. Here's the problem that I have. You know, one is that they got rid of him because they had their beefs. We all know why they really got rid of him because he went up against Hollywood or he went yeah. a little nuts or whatever the hell they want to say. He Transformers did. was awesome. The movie Holes, it was one of my favorite. Yeah. Great but movies. now, now my problem is they bring in this chick who's supposed to take over. She's the new Indiana Jones, right? His niece. Is that what it is? I don't know if that's really true. I mean, that's a rumor. Um, Would you I say that the movie? Would you say that the movie was kind of leading in that direction? Was that what it left you with? Lauren Klaska says, hello, hello, Lauren. Jasmine says, yeah, that Mary Pop and Leia scene sucked. My daughter, <laughs> my daughter agrees with you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, did you see the new Snow White? Well, hold on a second. Hold on. Let's okay. not move on to Snow White. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Would you say that after watching that, it gave you the idea that, that she's going to take on the tri- you know, the whole storyline now? Um, because from my understanding, through the whole movie, she won up some through the whole movie. She makes him look like a dummy, from my understanding. No, no, no. no? It, see, I gotta it, see. It. Yeah, he's he saves her. He he he's he's your typical Indiana Jones damsel in distress, uh, saving kind of thing. She does she does work well with him. Like they complete each other. Yeah, in certain in certain aspects and scenes, uh, she completes him. Right, right. <clears throat> I did not like. I did not like. Every time they turned, and I don't want to give out too much if people haven't seen it. So, so this is a little bit of a, a, a spoiler. spoiler alert. That's a um, spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler. Alert. Those. They, every time somebody in his connection family, oh, I got a guy for this, or oh, I got somebody for that, they would go to that person and have them help, and that person would get killed. Mm. And I'm like, that that they didn't need to do that. It just seemed like, oh, you know, why why kill off. That and, and so again, go see it. But 
I am a firm, firm believer. Those kinds of movies you need to see in IMAX. Spend the extra money. Enjoy uh, the surround sound of it. The, the grandeur surround of sound the, is nice. Yeah, the grandeur of the movie in that format. Spend the eighteen bucks and enjoy it that way. It's because if you're going to watch a movie like that at home and you're even though you may have a surround sound at home in your little in your living room, maybe an eighty inch TV or so, it's still not the same effect. It's yeah, no, nah, I mean, there's some movies that that you know you still have to go see in the theater if you're going to see it if it has right. a lot of effects. And that's another problem that I have with movies nowadays is that to me they're catering more to the fact that it's going to be on a big screen than to the story. Yeah. So like every single movie always ends with like almost the whole world being destroyed. Right. Like it's always these big catastrophe things in every fucking movie. Well, those are the ones you want to go see in the, in the theater. No doubt. Movie. But what I'm saying is that's how they're making movies now. They're making them like they're catering to the fact that it's on a big screen. So they're trying to give you a lot of big explosions, a lot of big this, like a lot of big that. Dave Cameron's The Ways of Water, Avatar. I didn't see it in the theater. I, I, you know, three hours and 12 minutes. It's cool. That's fine. But they got to watch it here at home because it was just, and again, spoiler alert, the same exact fucking plot as the original it's, movie, just with which, water. Which was horrible. Yeah. I can't lie. I hated the first one. Ride, the ride at Disney is in, fucking incredible. Incredible. But Yeah, that's what they did it for. They did it for the ride at Disney. <laughs> but again, so I want... The room I'm sitting in, my my surround sound system. You come here and watch a movie, Gary. I'm more than happy to come over when you guys come over. But it's like you're in the IMAX theater. I believe that. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe that because the same thing with Buddha. I don't think Buddha knows that you. If you and Buddha, I don't. Did you know that Buddha has an ill like Buddha's whole living room? Yeah, he's got like a life size Darth Vader, a life size Stormtrooper. He's got every single. You know, thing that's ever coming out, McFarlane statues and fucking figures and all that shit throughout his whole living room, all in glass cases. Oh my God. Look at that. Who is that? That's is Anakin. That Anakin. It was a pod, pod, racing. pod racing. Yeah, pod racing. Yeah, I remember. See, I hated that movie. Anyway, man. Yeah, Listen, sorry. I, I actually, you scored some major points for me today, dude. <laughs> dude. I've always liked you, and I knew there had to be a reason. And I figured out that reason this morning when Brian Googled your name, because oh. that's my producer. And he happened to find something very interesting that you said we could oh. talk about. That you used to run a pirate radio station. Absolutely. Demo call right. us pirates. <laughs> Demo call us illegal broadcasters. So what's the story with that, All dude? Right. So we noticed that he found a thing that told you guys to cease and desist, basically. Correct. Correct. So for three months, <laughs> there it is. Yep. There it is. The FCC. He said that to me. He said, is this who we got coming on? I said, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> All right. So for three months, uh, uh, I ran a radio station. I, I had t-shirts and a logo and i was running it i mean i own a mobile dj business for the last 30 years so right. what was it so was I, it like classic rock what kind it of was what anything kind? and everything i didn't give a shit because i was making my own format all right uh, and i i have an fm transmitter so we do outdoor movies yeah. and, I have an FM and i i put it up to five watts ah, sure. five watts put me at about 40 mile radius yo so where I lived in Mystic Islands, I put up a radio antenna. Hell and yeah. I put the antenna on top. And 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 um, I was broadcasting from Mystic Islands all the way up to almost Barnegat. Holy shit, but man. 
the key was I was broadcasting on a frequency that had nothing on it. And according to the FCC law, as long as you're not stepping on somebody else paid frequency, you can broadcast. But okay. they still try to bully you. So I did it for about three months and I had car dealership sponsorships. I had a logo it was 90, 90, 92 or 99 something. I don't know. 91.9. 91.9. The reef. <laughs> the reef. I'm like, is on point today. Yeah. There you go. Trying to make up for all those fucking other episodes. I had people calling in, requested music. I would play all kinds of stuff, and I had a radio program, and I would pre-throw in a list, and when I wasn't on the air, I would just play music all night long. And I had commercials and stuff. I had sponsors. I mean, I was, and they paid big bucks. Like, a a car dealership will pay $20,000 a month to do a fucking radio ad. Yeah. Dude, we need to get car sponsors. But, so... We should the, just start doing this shit in Atlantic City. <laughs> the the uh, um, the FCC. So I was going for about three months broadcasting. Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot of people, a lot of fans, a lot of cool people wanting to to be on and, and do stuff. Um, I come home one day, and there's this blackish blacked out SUV, blacked oh, out SUV in front of my house, and it's them. It's the FCC. They have a special. They even brought me in their in their in their SUV and showed me. They have a, a laptop where there's a triangulation thing to see where the signal's coming from. Yo, yeah. I mean it's real shit, like real shit. So the guys weren't dicks. They were cool. They're like, this, this is who we are. Here's our information. Um, we understand you're running a radio station, uh, and you're not allowed. You're not allowed. There's no new radio stations out there. You the only way to get one now is to buy out somebody else's already radio station because there's there's, the frequencies there's not a lot left in in the band yeah it's limited right so you and then either inherit it or you got to pay millions of dollars to buy out a radio station so um that's why you gotta be illegal yep so they they came in they they came to me and i said look we could do it one of two ways we can let you operate we'll come back with a a warrant and we're gonna or or or, uh, you shut down or we'll come back with a warrant and confiscate everything I said, well, and they said, that's your choice. I said, all right. So if, if I shut down, what is it? What does it mean? He goes, we just write it up you shut down. We'll take some pictures and we'll be out of your hair and never see us again. And that's how it ended. Wow. Wow, man. That's crazy. How like, so it said in here that your power level was too high. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So let's so, read this. So, this is actually, so they, hold on. Let, 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 me, let me read this. This is because this is this is the funny part. Uh, it says radio stations must be uh, must be licensed by FCC pursuant to this clause. The only exception to the licensing requirement is for certain transmitters using or operating at a power level or mode of operation that complies with the standards established in Part 15 of the Commission's rules. The field strength. Uh, on the frequency 91.9 was measured at 2,901 uh, microvolts per meter at 193 <laughs> meters, which exceeded the maximum permitted level of 250. Oh, man, you were going hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a violation. But here's the thing. Did you have the option to lower your power, to just lower the frequency? I could have, but again, you're dealing with the government. You're dealing with, I mean, they, you know, they show up to your door with a blacked out SUV and, and real credentials. No, you you don't know, suck my dick. Yeah. That's I mean, you tell them. 
Yeah, I had a identical twin girl. I had my identical twin girl. My radio suck my dick. And then you go on the radio station. And you start playing them call us pirates. And you let them know that they're trying to shut you down. You I had my little girls, my identical twin girls were still little at the time. My son was still oh, little. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. If I was single, I, I, I would have fought a fight. I would have fought the fight, but you know, I, I could not even worth it at that point, man. Yeah. That's how they but get it was you. Fun. It was fucking awesome. That's amazing, man. I wish I did something like that. What, what kind of what kind of FM transmitter do you have? So uh, and I still have it. I use <laughs> it for it? outdoor movies. I just don't mm-hmm. put the the extension antenna on it to get me to five watt. Um, it's it's made by. Yeah, what do you think, Brian? We should buy it. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking them up right now, dog. I'm about to put that shit up in the building. Just it's, rated uh, G, bro, and repeat. I repeat. F FB one hundred. I think by a company called Ramsey, which was Radio Shack used to carry this stuff years and years ago. Ah, uh, fucking um, Radio Shack. How did they ever go out of business? I'll tell you how. They sucked. Uh, you could go into Radio Shack. The place could be empty with four employees, and no one would come up to you and be like, could I help you? Yeah. No one. they just sit there. And then if you go up to them, they would give you that look like you bothered There it them. is. There it is. Ah, shit. I think me and Brian might have to turn into bigger rebels right now. So what a lot of people don't know is that that comes with – that it only has a, a, a very low power wattage on it, but – you can get the, the kit and build it yourself or have one pre-built. And then you, when you open the inside, it's just a little dial to bring it. That will go up to one watt. And then you and, get the black cars in front of your house. Yeah. Well, one watt will give you probably five to maybe 12 miles, depending on where you are in the signal. I'm in the middle of San Francisco, dog. That's the whole city. Yep. <laughs> Yo, my daughter says Top Gun 2 was oh. great. And that she just saw the new Mission Impossible movie yesterday. Yeah, I want to go see that. So hopefully we'll see I that. can't. I can't. I can't watch Tom Cruise, man. I just can't do it. Look, you're an I old just, fucker. You're an old fuck now. Stop saying I can't and just go do shit and enjoy it. You never I, know. You might be surprised. You might be surprised. Dude, I can't. I have Get out of your theater. comfort zone, G. He's not dude, wrong. Dude. He's I not watch. wrong. I watch all these new movies that are out there. First of all, and we talked about that, how like in 2020, they were just like putting movies. Like you watch these movies, you wonder how the hell did they even get out? How did they get put out? Well, There's because so many bad, where the elite were allowed to do what they wanted to do as long as they had a mask. So many bad movies though, man. They're so bad. I'm like, yo, this movie's horrible. And then they keep throwing all that woke shit. That's what fucked it up for me with the Star Wars shit, the woke shit and the Star Wars shit. I can't deal with it, man. You're dealing uh, with something a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. You're telling me they were woke? You know? Now, I will say this, though. They do have a lot of different... um, They do have a lot of different um, things to identify from. Yeah, well, I mean, in the original trilogy... In a more natural... In a more natural sense, you had male, female, but I don't know what those other things were coming in. Well, in so the original trilogy, you only had one black guy. Who was it? Mr. Colt uh, 45, Lando Calrissian. Colt 40, Lando Calrissian. And, and what's messed up is he was a snake. Yeah. He was a scoundrel. They, they made him a scoundrel. The and a smuggler. Guy. And a, a smuggler. smuggler. Yeah, that's how we got well, that. I mean, Han Solo. Han Solo was a smuggler, too. Yeah. You're bugging. Tom Cruise is the man, my daughter said. Tom Cruise does does do some He's, some amazing action movies. I have to give. I, him I don't movie. think I've watched a Tom Cruise movie ever since he jumped on the couch. 
The minute he started jumping on the couch, I was like, it's over for this dude. And then he got into that whole Scientology stuff. And I just couldn't. I mean, well, he's been in that, dude. I know, but I just couldn't. See, yeah, I haven't watched the movie. He's high up. Longest. He's on I don't a even boat. Think, I don't even think I. Ships, dude, his face is in the building. He's, he's You know, he's got, he's got two kids with Nicole Kidman, and she's married to Keith Urban, famous country star. That's Both right. Australia, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Crazy boy, those people just be banging each other left and right, right? And my shit. little thought on Scientology and any kind of religion is science, and I don't, and I've never really looked into Scientology, but if, if I look into it, it's very crazy. But if it, if it's if it's a religion based upon, uh, <laughs> yo, Buddha, Buddha, do you see this dude's collection right here, dog? He's giving you a run for the money, Buddha. All right, Sean, Sean, what were you what, what were you saying? Right. About, if, if about Scientology? Scientology is based upon a religion based upon science. Science can, fiction. Science <laughs> fiction. Well, no, I'm, I don't know nothing about it because I never really looked at it. So yeah, L. No, Ron, no, no. L. Ron Hubbard is the creator of Scientology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He wrote science fiction upon, books. You know, science like evolution and, and things compared to the Adam and Eve kind of stuff. Well, you know, it's not that far-fetched because I, that I understand, but with it being, you know, not sounding stupid or ignorant of it, I, I don't know nothing about it, so I can't judge the, the religion. I'm I'm a Roman Catholic. I did go to church when I was a kid. I don't practice church now. I don't need a building to you say don't, you, you don't practice no more. You're a professional. You well, yeah, I, 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 I <laughs> I've, I've gotten above and beyond that. I don't need I don't need to go to a building for me to pray to God if I believe in a God. You know what I mean? Like. I don't need to gather with everybody. And, and we do like, we'll go with, with family and we have baptisms and things like that. That's fine. But it, it, I don't know. Church, well, the church, the church is the building. The, the real church is the people where two right. or three are gathered. There is church. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it really is the people. Um, but yeah, the Scientology thing is crazy. I could, I couldn't even get into it. Like, because you have to sit there with a person. I forgot what it's called, but they make you hold these two rods Right. And oh, the, the, dude, the divining rods? Yeah, I, I forgot what they're called. Uh, L. Ron Hubbard made it up. Okay. <laughs> he created it. And they hold these two rods, and the dude sits there. The sit rods? Like, the e meter? Yeah. The and e they sit there, and they. they hold like on, sit. hold on. Here, here it is. Here it is. Let's get it right from the website, dude. This is from Scientology.org. The e meter, and how does it work? An e meter is a short term for the electro psychometer. It's a religious artifact uses a spiritual guide and audit it. Sounds like something from Ghostbusters. <laughs> yes. It's for use only by Scientology minister or Scientology minister in training to help the pre-clear locate and confront areas areas of spirit, spiritual upset. Now, the pre-clear, just to put that in perspective, because the whole thing is about becoming clear. And the more money you give, the clearer you can become. Oh, right, because right, it's right. all about getting into levels, and each level costs money. Like with the bakers, and, Tammy Faye, and uh, what's his name, Baker, right? Uh no, the bakers were uh were I thinking televangelists. I'm thinking, yeah. I think that's what they were. But these dudes right here, man, like that whole thing with the rods, the dude who hold the rods, and then the other guy from the Scientology, he sits so close to you that your knees are like almost touching. And then he's got this meter, and he asks you some of the most personal questions in the world, and they claim that they could tell if you're lying or not. It's like a lie detector, basically. Uh. You know, so what these people do is they tell the most all these deep things, these deep dark stories. They share their innermost fucking debauchery with these people and they make records of it. And then, you know, as you continue to go on, they use those things against you. So guys like Epstein would have never been able to do that shit. 
Uh, nah, well, Epstein, did, Epstein basically was another form of that, you know. Every religion was made up. Scientology is just too new yet. Okay. Uh, this is their holy water. That is their holy water. Um, nah, dude, listen. Not every religion is, 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 well, the truth is there's only one true, if I'm going to keep it real. There has to be. Now, we could all argue which one that is. But everyone agrees that the one they think is the truth because to have a bunch doesn't even make sense. But well, regardless, the, the Bible is a is a is a book written upon what what people have witnessed had happened. It's not the actual written word of God. Like so, it, it is. It is. I would argue that. I would <coughs> argue that because because it was written by man, but it was written through the influence and inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And it starts off by saying, "In the beginning, at the beginning of John, the book of John, he says, in the beginning was the Word." And the word was with God and the word was God. And and I have read that word. I've, I've read the Bible, like just picking it up to read it and never really understood it. Always felt it was whatever, whatever. I constantly have an internal battle with the God thing. Yeah. But, I have my own reasons. And if you want to go into it, I'll tell you. But I oh, have, yeah, no. If you feel I, like going into it, we, you know, there's no, we just talk, Poppy. That's all we do. But But then when I finally, you know, when I finally became, I guess what they call born again. Um, meaning that I really needed to know who God was and I called out to him uh, and sincerely wanted to know who he was and he showed me who he was. And then I picked up that book and I realized that that book is a breathing, living word. It, it, it changes its applications all the time. It definitely is speaking directly to you. It'll point you in the directions you need to go. Um, but like I said, the book a is a guide for moral compass. Well, they say it's the basic instructions before leaving Earth. Right. Like one of <laughs> that's, my that's, that's the breakdown of the word. I, I really don't want to go into into a ton of religious stuff, you know, this side because we got a lot of other stuff that you you know we could talk about. But you could be a child rapist, a baby rapist, a serial killer, do the horriblest thing to human mankind and whatever your entire life. Yes. And then on your deathbed, ask for forgiveness, and and the and God's supposed to forgive you. And let you into well, heaven. No. Well, no, it doesn't necessarily go that way. That's <laughs> See, that's the thing. Listen, what people forget is that God will not be played. God knows the heart. So if a person is sincerely like when you look at when Jesus died on the cross, the story of when Jesus died on the cross, there was a man next to him who said, Listen, if you're really God, save us all. And the Barabbas, said, right? And yeah, and the other dude, no, Barabbas was the one they let go. The other guy, oh, Barabbas was the other guy for Jesus. Oh, so yeah, there I, was I the two, the two thieves, yeah, 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 yeah. And one of the thieves said, You know, get, you know, hook it up if you God save us all. And the other one said, Listen, we deserve to be here, we're getting what we deserve. This man did nothing, you know what I'm saying? And then he said to him, From this point on, you were saved. Why? Because he knew that he was a sinner. And he accepted Jesus. See, that's the thing. Once you know, yeah, I mean, if you could be a serial killer, you really can. But what you can't do is be a serial killer and then come to Christ and then continue being a serial killer. Right. And then think you're going to come back and, and be like, I'm sorry again. You know, this is the way. King handles. <laughs> that's um... King handles. As long as you ate fish on Friday. <laughs> True, bro. I like Buddha's face because whatever with everything he comments, his face looks just like that's what he's saying. 
as long as you eat fish enough. Right. Well, you, do, you do understand that, you know, the whole alien thing also is going to throw religion in a whole spiral because, uh, you know, there, there's. That, yeah, well, yeah, Sean, people, let's go. It allows people to say, well, wait a minute. If there's if there's life out there and aliens out there, how is how is God out there? It allows people to think differently about things and question. Yeah, I mean, listen, we it's great that you brought that up because we've actually had about two or three podcasts about this. We have my boy on who's very into aliens, and he always asks me, like, if the aliens are real, how does that work with God? Right. And my answer is always simple. If the aliens are real, God created them. Not to mention that the Bible speaks a lot about things that we would consider when they're described in the Bible, we would consider them to be like aliens. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of people who will argue that the aliens are actually nothing more than demons. Yeah. yeah. Which, which they say in the Bible will start to be making their appearances in the last days. So I when mean, you look at what's going on right now, it's like kind of like we in the last days and and you're starting to see these things that the Bible speaks about. At the end of the day, for us as human beings to think that we are the only life out there and if the universe is supposed to be infinite, it's pretty ignorant of us to think that there's no possible life anywhere else in an infinite universe. There's got to be. Well, I mean, but you see, my problem always becomes with if it's infinite, how do we know like it's infinite? Who's well, kept going far, far, far? Oh, far, like how far, do we know the earth? Well, so I mean, yes, I mean, G, like, G, we really G, don't G, know G, this. So G's, yeah, yeah. So G's, I, G's I major, ma major issue, right? Is anything he sees from the Hubble telescope, the James Webb telescope, any of these things? <laughs> he's not, he's not buying, dude. He's not buying I, that we've ever been outside of the Earth or the atmosphere. <laughs> I, I think the moon landing was faked. I think it's possible we can go to the moon, but back then it was faked just to beat the Russians. <laughs> I um, agree with you. Agree with you on that. Yeah, that's a, but, that's but, but G, but G's problem with looking looking back, dude. There's a really good Rogan episode. He just had this guy on G that you would love, who wrote this book about. Um, it was basically like saying all this evidence we have for space is actually giving more proof that there is a creator than than not. You know, but what this guy is also saying is there's a school of thought that God actually is the universe and it's and it's and it's everything you know mm -hmm. and that's and that's what um you know and you know what jesus that is? Is, the, is the son of what's that but you know what that is that's that's worshiping the creation right. not the creator because it says he created the universe mm -hmm. it also speaks to how people will worship the creation instead of the creator and then there's and that's the what whole, you see the well that's well that's like it that's like the people who worship the earth, people who worship the moon, the stars. You're creating, you're worshiping something that was created by the creator. Me personally, I'd rather go straight well, to the creator. Well, in Islam, in Islam, it's just the creator that they're that they're that they're worshiping. Yeah, right. And then there's the whole just the, just just the creator. There's the whole flat earth. Theory. Oh, we're we're into that too, dog. I'm a round earth skeptic. Yeah, I am too. I'm not a, I don't believe that. I don't. I'm not necessarily saying that, that the Earth is flat, but I'm in saying the Antarctica that, uh, Treaty that didn't come into place until 1950 something, and it, it, all the other maps, the previous maps showed it being flat. You couldn't go to the ice wall, and as as of today, you go out there, it's guarded. You get shot and killed. You're not allowed to go out past Antarctica, dude. We're not that far off. <laughs> you know, that's some crazy. But shit. I mean, 
And it's funny because we're talking about we're talking about religion. So let's let's keep it kind of in there for a second. All right. Because we were talking the other day. King Handles, first of all, King Handles, so good to have you back, my brother. It's always a great regular listener with us. Uh I find your lack of faith disturbing, Lord Vader. I understand that, yeah. <laughs> I understand that too. Uh my boy Mark gives us a laugh, and Steven says, Some aliens walk on water, some climb walls. Oh, Buddha, I see what you did there. I see what you did there, Buddha. But let's talk about something the other day. The other day we were talking about cults. And like I was I was saying how like and it's funny because you know it's funny because people get into religion, of course. You know, they follow which religion. Is a type of cults? Which which are are in some sense, well, if you look at the definition of cults, cults are more like, you know, they become extreme and tend to get you know, I mean, religions oh, don't really have a religion. fine line, dog. It's a fine line. It's a fine, it's a line. fine I, line. I will agree with that. I will agree with that. But when you look at these cults, though, first of all, there's, there's always the one running theme, which is that the person who's running the cult is God. Right. So I was that saying how. fine I, line right there for religion is, 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 well, there is one person running religion, and that's the Pope. But. The Pope allows the rest of all the churches run their own thing, where in a cult, it's one person that runs. That Mark runs. said that Mark said Mark Zero said there is no. Let me let me just give the name. Zero says there is no line. Yeah. So you're saying they're all cults. Is that what you're saying there, Zero? That they're all cults? Listen, King Handler says still looking for a good sex cult. Sex uh, a cult. Good sex cult. Five stars on. Well, I might have found a good sex cult for you. I went down this rabbit hole, and have you ever heard, Sean, have you ever heard of this dude called uh, Nature Boy? Sounds familiar. Dude, I've seen this dude's videos for years before I knew this dude was a fucking cult leader, bro. I've seen this dude on Instagram, bro. I'm pretty sure I followed this this cat. Yo, this dude. Yo, could you, could you bring him up, Brian? Yeah, I got his YouTube up, dude. You want to watch, you watch one of his YouTube gotta, videos? On, wait a minute. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking, my shit went fucking somewhere. Hold on one second. I think I think it's all yeah. cults. It's just a matter of you know it's good. Nah, nah, nah. Look, 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 look. Uh, well, this dude right here, right? Yeah, bring up, bring up something to his dude. This dude right here is nuts. He claims to be God. He got all these followers, right? Mm -hmm. Mostly females, but also men. And uh, <laughs> and this dude claims to be God, but he's practically illiterate. You understand what I'm saying? Like even the things he says, as a, if you're a follower, right, of this guy, and he's sitting there saying, "Well, you know, I gotta learn every day," and he's saying shit like, "You know, I listen to the things that these people teach me, and these people teach me," and he's supposed to be God. Shouldn't he know all this shit already? Well, who talks you know God? Saying? No one had to teach God, man. There's some things we don't know. That's what makes him God. But check it out. This is this dude right here. That's him right there. This is who you are. This is who you really are. Uh, I'm an actor. Every day I wake up where it's me versus me. Yo. I don't know. That was, there he is. Peace mm -hmm. on earth. Chance and opportunity. Why is he eating? Shit a video, shit a video. 
been out here for a long time doing this. Ask me any question that has to do with metaphysical, anything that you would ask God, spirituality. Religion, Big word metaphysical for him to learn that. Just ask me and I'm here to give you the answer. You He's have like all the knowledge you need right here to guide you. I am your guide. I'm your higher self. I'm your connection to what you're not allowed to connect to within your realm of existence because it is made up in a way to block and disconnect you from what you truly are, to give you a false identity and a false ego to not allow you to understand what you are. Ask me anything. God, he wouldn't be wearing gold chains here. That's materialistic. Dude, that's what kills me, man. Plenty of these pontificators in jail. <laughs> Nothing but time on their hands to read books, etc. Well, he's in jail now. But at right. the time, he wasn't in jail. He's in jail because he had some white chick go out there. And uh, and uh, she, like, ran away from her parents. So they were, like, looking for her and shit. And, uh, you know, of course, they said he kidnapped her and shit like that. So now now he's in jail for, I think, like, on a rape charge or something like that. Yes. Um, in Atlanta, dude. In Atlanta. Yo, they moved to, like, some crazy island. I forgot Costa where Rica. they were. Yeah, they were Costa on Costa Rica. Rica, yeah. They moved to Costa Rica, and then they got kicked out of Costa Rica. And Panama. And, and Nicaragua. <laughs> But I mean, he, he just glorifies things and make it look like it's all trendy, and and you get the dumbass. Dude, he don't let them use soap. He don't let them use soap. They're not allowed to use soap. Oh, they're in I, Costa Rica. They're in Costa Rica, sweating all day. Ain't allowed to use soap. Just that water. Must be a total turn on. Oh, dude, when they when they got kicked out, they wouldn't let them on the plane because they stunk. <laughs> and he posted it. You might be able to find that on his thing, Brian. Is that do they, they, in France where they don't wear deodorant? It's like. Ugh. That's what they say. I don't know. Is that true? Have you ever been to France? Uh, I've been skiing over there, but I was in France very shortly, so it was wintertime. I couldn't really tell. I'm sure in the summer, it's a lot different. Yeah, wintertime is probably the best time to visit, right? If they're not yeah. using deodorant. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But yeah, I mean, this dude got so many followers, and his whole thing is, like, he wants to just impregnate all the chicks. You ready for this? You ready for this? He wants to impregnate all the chicks so that he could take the... the the daughters of them and impregnate them because he's saying that that would be the pure bloodline. This sick bastard, you know, he deserves to be in jail, but what kills me is, yeah, he's sitting there with all that gold. That's another thing. I was, I went into a rabbit hole with the, with the mega churches, all these pastors who got like fucking three planes. Each plane is $60 million. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm like, what are you fucking kidding me? They got, I forgot who it was saying that if Jesus was around today, he wouldn't be he wouldn't be on no donkey. He'd be in a sports car. Right. You know, what, what are you fucking talking about, dog? You know what I'm saying? Like everything they're saying goes totally against whatever, whether you believe it or not. You don't have to believe it. But if you know the teachings, you would say that everything they're saying goes against the teachings. I, I, again, at the end of the day, whether you believe in a God, God, whatever, as long as you follow a moral compass and you're a good person, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I don't have to preach to you. I, have to practice. I just live in a good life. And I, and I really think, and, and I say this to people jokingly sometimes, uh, like, what's the meaning of life? Physically, the meaning of life is just be happy. If you can't be happy in what you're doing, then, you, then, then you're miserable. So you hate life. And if you're enjoying life and you love what you're doing you, and you love who you are and the people around you, well, then that that's that's the meaning of life, your family, your friends and, and what you're doing. It's just that simple. 
it's that simple. Just be happy. Um, that is a beautiful way to think, Sean. And I have no problem with people who think like that. But at the end of the day, <laughs> that that that's only that's only good if you believe that when you die, that's it. And if that's the case, when you die, that's it. Then why even bother? Uh, Stephen Buddha reminds me of a character Damon Wayne's did on Living Color. Yeah, that's what I said. He reminds me of the dude on Living Color when he's like the pontification. Remember that dude that he always did in jail? Yeah. Just another degenerate that found weak minds and poor souls. Yes. And it's fucking insane how like people will watch that video we just put on where he's just babbling and they're like, I know he was talking to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess he is the one that you were talking he's to. Talking I to me, oh my god. Gary G, you ain't got to go to church. Oh, no, I, I like I just said before, the, the building is the building. Wherever two or three are gathered and they're talking about God is church. Whenever two, like right now, we're actually having church. It's not the best church to attend, <laughs> <laughs> nor does it have any pastor. But but the point I'm trying to make is it's it's more than just living a good life. You understand what I'm saying? Because I believe that that there's more to this life than what we're going through now. We're spiritual beings. And, and there's a physical and a spiritual nature that goes on all the time. Yeah. And I believe that there's something else that happens after we die. Oh, it was a Jay-Z quote. <laughs> you know, but, um, but the truth of the matter is we were created by God. You know, that's what I believe. And, and most scientists who have gone out to try to prove that there is no God have come to the conclusion that there has to be some sort of creator, you know, um, but we were created by God and we were created to be in fellowship with him. We were created to love him and have him love us to be in a relationship. That's why he gave us, that's why he gave us free will so that we could have the free will so that the love is true. You understand what I'm saying? We don't have to love him. We don't have to love him. We don't have to acknowledge him. A lot of people don't. Some people acknowledge him in a way where like, oh, well, you know, like I said, there's nothing wrong with what you said. The only thing wrong with what you said would be that it doesn't give salvation. And what is salvation? Well, all religions basically believe that there's a thing called sin. All man could believe that too, that there's a thing called sin. Some might say right or wrong or good and bad, but at the end of the day, it's sin. And all men are sinful. You're rubbing up against Pascal's wager? I don't get that. What's that? It's a philosophical argument presented by a 17th century mathematician and philosopher, <laughs> uh, physicist and theologian. Uh, Pascal argues that a rational person should live as though God exists and seeks to believe in God. If God does not exist, such a person will have only a finite loss, some pleasures, luxury, etc. Whereas if God does exist, they stand to receive infinite gains as represented in heaven and avoid infinite loss as in hell. See, but here's the thing, man. And, and this is what I always say. People are as close as they want to be because God is a living God who will speak to you and you will know. Like, I have no doubt that there's a God. No matter what they throw at me, there's just no doubt because I know how he changed my life. I know where I was 20 years ago and mm -hmm. I know where I am now and I know what did it. You know what I'm saying? Like, in other words, I, I never try to convince anybody that there's a God. Never. It's no good. I can't argue that because the only one who could reveal that is God. You know what I'm saying? Only God. My mother and everyone around me used to try to make me go to church and I'd be like, get the fuck out of here with that shit. I don't, I don't You know, it's not until you meet him on that road to Damascus that that when when he actually speaks to you, you know. So there's a thing called sin and there's, there's a cost of sin. 
The wages of sin is death. That's it. That, that's the cost of sin, death. But so the, if you the definition so, of sin, though, is different upon from you know, not all things that are what I consider a sin could be considered a sin to mm, someone else. Interesting point. Well, for example, well. all right. I mean, I'm going to go real extreme here. Again, the odiferous mundation of the circumference is emigrating the flatulence that exits the gluteus maximus that is the <laughs> omnibus exit from behind. Yeah, I'm well, glad you stopped him from speaking for that, Brian. That was good. That was very, very, well, very well, intuitive. Right, so you, got, you got cultures that do cannibalism, right? Yes. That's yes. Mm -hmm. eating people, right? Yeah. But and to them... To them, they they it's it's how they were raised. It's how they normally are. So, are mm -hmm. they sinning? Well, you are judged by what you know. So, if they if they know not of God, which they don't, that's mm -hmm. why they're eating each other. Um, it's hard for me to say I'm not God, right? But but His Word says that everybody's gonna know. Everybody's gonna hear. There'll be no excuses. You know what I'm saying? There'll be no excuses. And at the end of the day, it comes down to all religions. And this is what separates Christianity from all religions. And I've told Brian this too. All religions are you doing something to be worthy to get in. You understand what I'm saying? Like, in other words, if you do good and you live a good life, if there is an afterlife, you'll get in because your good outweighs your bad. Right. Which is the way. I try that every day. I try to hold which doors is, open and, and say, please, and thank you. And try to be nice to people. Of course. You know, I, I give you get what you give with me. You're going to be a jerk off to me. Well, then I'm just going to not talk to you i'm not gonna you know but if I, you want to fight with me and i gotta fight back well then you know we're gonna fucking throw fists it's that, of course I, you know don't poke the bear the, the bear <laughs> the bear you know like i'm six foot five 280 pounds and you are a bear yes yeah, you know what I, mean? <laughs> I can either be cuddly soft or i could be the other way yeah so, but, and i mean that's 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 a given you know what i'm saying but but the difference is it's everything that what can you do that's good? Like you look at that dude, Jimmy Seville. You've heard of Jimmy Seville, right? From Ooh. England, the old radio announcer. Ooh. Who came out that he molested over like 200 children. Right. They used to always ask him, why do you do so much good? Because he did a lot of good things. He opened up uh, hospitals and shit like that. And he came straight up and said, well, I hope that all the good I does, that all the good I do outweighs the bad. That's not going to cut it because you you have a you have a debt. You have a debt because you've sinned. So there's a debt, and that debt is death. So all the good you do, that's fine, but you still have a debt called death. There's no way around it. Christianity is the only thing where God actually becomes man, comes down to earth, lives a perfect life, and then sacrifices himself for the sins is that have been committed. Suicide a sin? Uh, he didn't commit suicide. They okay. killed him, yeah. They killed him. You know what I'm saying? He just allowed it. Because at any time, he said, I could call down my angels and put a stop to this. Mm. But he did it for the simple reason of if you accept the sacrifice that he made for you and you receive that, then that covers your debt. So now when they say you've sinned. You just contradicted what you just said. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. The blood, the blood that Jesus poured because he lived a perfect life, right? If you accept that he sacrificed, that that sacrifice was made for you, that God allowed that so that that blood could be poured and that could be the death that covers your sin, he paid your debt. And I, I like how Brian is the referee. 
Yeah, oh, Brian so stays in the middle. So I just, I just like listening because you know, I. Uh, here's I got, where you contradicted yourself. Sure, you me. said that he allowed them to kill him, and he allowed it. He could have stopped it with yes. angels coming down. Yeah. So therefore, his words, not mine. So therefore, he knew he was being killed and allowed it to happen. If you're allowing yourself to die, that's suicide. No, 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 it's not. No, how is this? If he nailed on, himself up, that wait would be suicide. Oh, well, yeah, he didn't hold nail on. himself up. All hold right, on a second. Okay, let's take that thinking. You're walking down the street with your wife. Right. A dude pulls out a gun. He shoots, and you jump in front of your wife and take that bullet. Did you commit suicide, or did you sacrifice yourself so that your wife could live? I guess, I, I, I don't know. I, to me, it kind of feels like a little bit of both. Mm. I sacrificed myself. Yeah. At the same time, I still committed a type of suicide. That's my cop. I still committed a type, a type of suicide. I knew that nah. I was putting myself in harm's way, even though I saved her life. Whoa, 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 whoa. So you're saying that all the people in the military are committing suicide because they're putting themselves in harm's way so that we can have a supposedly better life in America. I think that our military. No, no, no. They're doing it so we could have more profit in America. Whatever reason they're doing it, though, are they committing suicide? Because they're putting firemen. When a fireman goes into a building and he goes to save a child and the floor collapses and he dies, did he commit suicide or did he sacrifice his life? Thank you, Buddha. He finally took my back on something. (laughs) (laughs) Again, I think we're talking about. (laughs) <laughs> I think we're talking about fine lines here. It's it's it's, it's and, 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 suicide and it is you taking your own life. That's suicide. Yeah. You yeah, giving it, up your life to somebody time. else. You know, if if they say one of you are going to die today, they're holding a gun to two of you, and they tell you one of you going to die, and you say, you know what, take me. You didn't commit suicide. You gave up your life for somebody else. That's not suicide. I would say suicide. take G. <laughs> That's what I would say. Yeah, that's take what he was saying. He's a Take G, not know. me. Take G. That's like in Dumb and Dumber. But he's like, no, shoot me. And he's like, I slept with your girlfriend. Shoot him! <laughs> Kill him! Uh, shoot him in the face. Um, There's a lot of rabbit holes here that you go down. And, and I, I just, again, I have so many mixed feelings about it and so many mixed thoughts that I, I, I have to... I have to really sit down and focus on it uh, on that kind of stuff, but there's so much other things in my life to focus on and and that's know, what the bills does. And, yeah, and doing my job and yeah. And, but I want to also get back to the job thing. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a casual where we are. I'm I'm not a full timer. I'm a part timer. Right. I'm a part timer, and I'm I'm what they call an on call. The union is supposed to call me and say, "Hey, these these are the hours that are available. What do you want to work?" But because I've been working at resorts since 1993, which is 30 years, <clears throat> doing entertainment, um, I have a, a relationship with the the original old timers who were there, like Ed yeah. Hannon, um, mm-hmm. who, who's been there for over 45 years. He's been in that building since he was 16 years old. And and um, and I have a relationship with a lot of these guys, and they they uh, are allowed to select a few people and give them their hours compared to the union offering the hours. And I'm one of those people who, who have that privilege. And, and I have that privilege because of my, the, the respect and the camaraderie and, and the things that I've earned in that position. So um, they have put me up with you guys in the theater. 
I, I know my shit. I know what I do. I know I, how I, they you know, you know, I know how I I know how to I could wire up a whole band. I can do what all all this stuff. And as a casual, there's a lot of things that are happening that now when I'm back in the audio position that I have to orchestrate that I shouldn't be responsible for because I'm not a full timer. Yeah. For example, when you guys all show up late, right? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Do I ever show up late? Or am I, I always the first one in that fucking <clears throat> Yeah, but you're, okay. you're me, the me, earliest me. of the late. I'm not late because I go on last. Right, but I, I will say this. I've never witnessed you showing up late, but I'm not always – when I'm in the front of the house, sometimes you guys come in downstairs, so I don't know I who's back. from the back. Yeah, I don't know if, what time you're there. But yeah. when there's I'm no one there – there by 8 o'clock. When there's no one there taking tickets, and, and now I, I have to witness all this, and I have to take the responsibility of now calling taking Ray. Taking tickets? Or oh. calling, calling Ray and calling Mike and being like, Hey, where the fuck is everybody? Show starts in 15 minutes and nobody's here. You know, so or, and I got to make sure that the announcements are done at a certain time. And that's that's not my job to do that. But I do that. And the point I'm getting to <coughs> is I do that because I care. I know. I care about you guys. I care about my my hotel that I'm working for, my other full timers that, you know, that's not going to get back to them. And, the, and now, now it creates this whole thing. And the quality I go to the of the show. Time, right. I, I go the extra mile because I care. And and some of the other full-timers just don't give a fuck because they don't care anymore. No, and 100% I get that too. shows. It shows. I'm telling you, the shows are not the same when you're not there. Thank when you. you're there, the shows are always banging. Thank always. You. Thank you. And, 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 and it's because you understand that you're part of the show. Yeah. He goes, oh, Sean thinks it matters. We used to care too. We used to care too. <laughs> it does matter, fucker. It the other day, matter. the other day, because we've been having a lot of guest comedians coming in, and we had another guest comedian that come in the other day. And I said to him, I said, "How's everything? All right?" And he goes, "Yeah." And we started talking about the vibes of different uh, comedy clubs, like how some comedy clubs in New York are very clicky. Right. You know, like you go there and you know all these dudes, but you're not part of that clique. So they kind of, you know what I'm saying? Click off. It's very weird. And I always say that I love the Grizzly Pair because the vibe there is a very caring, like family. We're all in this right. kind of like everybody's in it for themselves, but it's like there's there's a there's a healthy competition, right. you know? And then I said, but when you come to AC Jokes, it's like you come to AC Jokes, it's like going, it's like being invited by one of your friends to a family dinner. Where everybody don't like each family other. Dinner. Yeah, where everybody don't like each other anymore, but they love each other because right. they're a family. So they love right. each other. So then you sit at the table and you sit down to eat and like, you know, one of the dudes in the family start talking about a dead brother. And then the father's like, I told you not to talk about him. And he goes, oh, look, you know, we get in trouble if we talk about our dead brother. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then you're sitting there like, <laughs> just eating the food, like, yo, what the fuck? You're like, oh... Yeah, that's I what know. it's like when you come to AC Jokes. You feel like you're at a family reunion and no one likes each other, but they love each other. Stephen Buddha says, Buddha says, I love Sean. He gave me a case of Girl Scout cookies because of my joke. That's what I'm saying. He goes the extra mile. You know, Buddha has a joke about Girl Scout cookies, and during his set, he walks out, right? You walked out on the stage. And I, gave I him pushed a, case. a whole case of Thin Mints out on a whole case of Thin Mints out onto the stage while he did his joke. <laughs> Yeah. Yo, you're the man. It shows. When we were in Bally's, we had a dude like you, man. You know that every time he was on the show, he cared. Jay, right? Yeah. Yeah. He cared. And you could tell the difference. 
You know, yeah. you were there that time when that dude didn't even play the music when I went out. And then I finally start talking and he starts playing the music. It's like, come on, dude. Come on, man. That, that happened because the, the originally I'm having music and I had it on a laptop and they're using Windows Media Player. And there's a delay and, and there's a screw up sometimes if you don't know what you're doing. So the, the the older guy, Bruce, who's been audio for 30 years, he's a he's an audio god as far as knowledge. He's not a stupid man that knows how to do all that stuff. But the, the computer stuff now is kind of because he's older, you know, it gets a little lag there. But so I came up with and I brought my own iPad in and used the software where it's a push button. I don't know if I showed you or not, Gary, but yeah. I showed other people. And it makes it so much easier. A monkey can do it. But I'm able to drop in like the thriller thing. I drop that in real quick. I'm like, Gary, do next that. Next time, quickly. next time we're gonna get it on point. Next time right. we get it on point. Right. Yeah. I did the same thing with Zach. Zach does what in his thing where it, and I pay attention to this where he does shots with all these little girls. You know, I'm I'm too you know trying to do shots with these girls and I can't do anymore. I'm gonna puke and I'll play the song shots shots. And then Matt yeah. Bridgestone was talking about a song. And I threw the song in there real quick because the guy didn't know about it, uh, what the song was, and 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 Matt starts dancing on stage. So, I'm I I try to add to the show because again these people have come and enjoyed the show, and the more people, the more stuff that they talk about, <laughs> and the show needs a little help. Brian <laughs> <laughs> be taking shots. Brian takes shots all the time, yo. <laughs> This, is, this has been my philosophy since I've been a part of this my entire life because I followed in my dad's, my stepfather's footsteps. Um, he worked entertainment. He opened Trump Tires, then he opened Trump Plaza, and then he opened Trump Taj Mahal and retired the year before they closed. The young, mm -hmm. longest Trump employee on record at 43 years. Mm -hmm. Highly, highly respected man in the entertainment industry in our city. Uh, anybody that knows him has never, ever, if I witnessed somebody said something bad about him, and then when they find out he's my dad, that's a whole nother legacy that I had to live up to that I don't want to fuck up because I'm proud of that fact. No doubt. So when I'm doing a show, for example, when we opened Rebel, when it, now it's Ocean, and we did Beyonce, we had four shows added to that. We worked 34 days straight putting her show together. Yep. Put a ring on it, baby. 34 days straight. Without a day off, we were working 22, 23, 24 hour a day, like right around the clock. The, the pay was great. I'm 85 feet in the air running a follow spot for the show. And what is a follow? Oh, the light that that's follows. The light that follows. Right. Yeah. And those moments to me, every show was sold out 5,200 seats. It's not a huge venue, but huge enough that I'm like, I was a part of this. I helped yeah. make this happen for 5,200. Yeah, hit that spot. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's the truth. You know? And a lot of people don't realize that. A lot of people that do the and music, that they do the lighting, or they, they don't realize they're just as much a part of the show. Yeah. That's why you notice I always show respect to everybody who works there. I always make sure I say hello and goodbye to everybody and, you know, yeah. treat them with respect because I don't feel like I'm more important than they are. It takes a I village. I really don't. You know, I really don't. Uh, Stephen Buddha, Sean makes it louder for me when I do the rumble strips. <laughs> That's true, I do, and, and I, I added that to it too. Yeah, Celine yeah. so Vargas says hello, and I celebrate. Yeah, here's a question, Sean. Yeah, you've been there for a long time. 30 what years. Is the, what is the craziest thing that you've ever seen in the green room? Have you ever like walked in on anything crazy? Cause I know we you know we we in there smoking blunts and shit like that. I know that 
that's a probably a regular thing going on. In but that room did, or agree room? In any, any of the rooms, yeah, All any right. of them. Um, so we're at Taj Mahal, Mark Giannis Arena, and Toby Keith. I don't know if you know the country. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, bring it, baby. Toby Keith. I'm I'm back there doing meet and greet. It was it was me and my my ex wife at the time, and he is just going at it with lines of cocaine, going at it like, and I'm like. He's like, come on, you want you want a couple of hits? I'm like, I, I can't. I said, you know, I'm I'm good. I'm an employee here. They do random drug tests. We can't. And he's like, all right. And he's yeah, just going. All y'all began. His nose was bright red. And then he wanted to. He, and then he wanted to go over to uh, the the nightclub that was there. I'm like, it's a nightclub, Keith. It's not country music. It's not like a country nightclub. He's like, I don't give a fuck. He was just out of his mind, out of his mind stone, and 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 you know stuff like Big that. Keith, I, I want to party yeah. with Keith. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, Michelle. Hi, I'm here in between the buffering spins. Oh, she got the bad buffering. Celebrated my ocean and birthday resorts. Her phone's like, a happy birthday, Selene Vargas. Happy birthday. King Handel says, just let me know when Whitney comes into town. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. If Whitney's going to play ask, anywhere. Ask him who people say about best comics. Who, the best who, comics. who, who is the best comic? That's and the show? Thing. Out of wait, let's clarify. Out of AC Comics or out of the world? He's talking about AC jokes. He's talking about AC jokes. He's talking shit. Let let me finish. Let me finish the other story first. Yes, the the crazy things I've seen. I've seen some crazy things throughout uh, my years, Um, but my most epic moment out of doing this for thirty years, and I've explained this to a lot of people, that will forever ever be indebted. Uh, to having this privilege of spending an hour, an hour, about an hour and a half with this iconic rock and roll celebrity, Miss Anna May. Anybody know what her last name? Anna Lat- May. Oh, uh, 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 Anna May. Eat the cake, Anna May. That's no, um, uh, no, Miss Anna um, May. Uh, with the thighs. No, Why, no, why can't I remember? No. Tina Turner. Tina Turner. Tina Turner, yes. Yes, Tina Turner. Red, Eat the cake, Anna May she ever rest in peace. So Taj Mahal, when you go backstage, um, there's a long hallway behind the stage. And mm-hmm. this bar's dressing room is right by the first door. Down part of the hallway is a pay phone, a bathroom, and the green room. And then there's more dressing rooms down the other hallway. So I went backstage and I'm walking. I walk past the star dressing room. There's no one else back there. And I hear this voice say, excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. And she pops out of her dressing room and she says, is there anybody else around here? I'm by myself. And I said, no, I'm, I don't know if there's anybody else around here. I haven't seen anybody. I came back here to look my, at the time I was working with my dad. And she said, would you mind keeping me company? Cause I got no one else to talk to. There's no one around. So she invited me into her dressing room and I spent an hour and a half. Talking what? With, I mean, one of the most nicest people I've ever met in my life. And we just talked about like stuff we're talking about, just general life and things. And mm-hmm. it, it was a memory that I will cherish forever, forever and ever. So we did her show twice. I love Tina time. Turner. Big up yeah. to Tina Turner. Rated G shout out, man. Rest in peace. Um, so my my the entertainment director found out, about, found out about this. And he said, you know, I could fire you for this. And I said, excuse me? I said, she asked me to keep a company because there was no one around, no security, nobody. And I was there to help her feel at ease. 
and comfortable in our venue. I said, if you really want to fucking fire me, and I, and I got nasty. I said, I'm going to go over to her right now, and I'm going to tell her what you're going to do, and we'll see what happens and who gets fired. Uh -huh. He's like, oh, calm down, Sean, calm down, Sean. You're just not supposed to do that. I said, I was told by the Well, yeah, I mean, if, if the person tells you to come in. Right. Then isn't that kind of like your job to yeah, cater to them? We're not supposed those... to interact with them, like. Well, yeah, of course you're not supposed to go on your own and interact right. with them, right? <laughs> you're not supposed to go in and go, "Hey, Tina, no one's here. Hey, you mind if I sit down yeah. and start kicking it with her?" No, Did you like a cup that of coffee. Was, that was just his way of trying to show his dominance. I'm like, <laughs> right. Fuck you, I, you know, fucking fuck you. hysterical. Fuck it. Can I ask you a question? Did yeah. her did her green room have air conditioning? Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know it's hot in our green room, right? Yeah. Are you trying to compare yourself to uh, Tina Turner? No, no, no. Do you know how much uh, money I'm Ted like, Danson I'm makes like, per I'm episode? Like George, I'm like George comparing myself to Ted Danson. <laughs> Ted I'm Danson. Not I'm not comparing myself to Tina. <laughs> you said you're Ted Danson. Nice. All right. All right. Nice. I'll give you. I'll give you another cool story, and then we'll working. go into who I who I like about as far as working. comments. Working um, on my sets. <laughs> I was probably twenty years old, twenty two years old, and we're, I was at Taj Mahal. We we're doing a show called Melinda, the First Lady of Magic. Brian, if you want, want to see if she's around, gorgeous blonde magician woman, very famous, kind of like a David Copperfield of the magicians of the women in the women world. Melinda, the first lady of magic. So again, 22 years old, my job was to assist her at one point during her show in a four foot by four foot quick change booth dressing room. Hey. So I would be standing face to face with her why somebody yep, there she is <coughs> i'm 22 years old and, and you could there's some you know some better uh, you know front pictures of her my job was to strip her down completely naked while the person behind her was put to put, on her. put a corset up i was to hold her boobs there she is i was to hold her boobs while they tightened the corset on for the quick change face to face. I mean, we were like this. That would have been my first story right there. That would have been my first story. That would have been <laughs> on top of the list of the first story. What's well, the crazy thing? I have to hold this chick's boobs up while they yep. put the corset on them. 22 years old. I mean, I was. You know, oh, she, look, she knows uh, the Donald. The Don. I mean, the first the first week I was fucking rock hard and she knew it. And she, 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 she. <laughs> She knew it. I mean, she, there was no two ways about it. I mean, I was 22 years it's, old. I'm it's fucking, a natural thing. You're walking yeah. around with a 22-year-old dick. Yep. And, and you know, she you just can't be doing that in front of a dick that's only been in the world for 22 years. Yep. She's been, she was a professional about it. She understood what was going on. And then, you know, as this as the summer went on, you know, it was kind of like, oh, hey, how was your day? Eventually, you yeah. Yeah. You know, you kind of, so it's I've like anything around, else. Eventually, yeah. you know. It I've been around that all video. my life as, as far as entertainment, seeing some crazy stuff. So that was that probably is, that's actually insane that they would have uh two dudes with a chick changing like that. I don't think they would do that nowadays. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You think it would still go on nowadays like yeah. that? Because we're professionals, it's our job, it's what we do. Yeah, we're professionals. I was walking around with a 22 year old boner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Buddha says boobs. 
<laughs> All right. So. Says, Gary, get those crunch sets in. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. Ask him who people say who people say are the best comic. Out of AC jokes. Out of AC jokes. So I like I like some of you guys for different reasons. Ooh. I like uh, uh well, and, well he said people. He said, do people tell you? I, you know, you could tell us who you think, but I don't think he was putting you on the spot like that. Oh, wait, wait. Well, then, Buddha, why don't you why don't you be more specific? Do you want my opinion on all you guys or just the general public opinion? Ask him who people say, who people say are the best comics. OK. All right. That lets me off the hook a little bit. But I yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'll, I'll still tell you the other stuff, Buddha, if you I'll, want to I'll, know. Hey, listen, if you want to go there, I'll listen. I don't I'll care. Um, I could be the worst and I don't care. No, no you, you know what? <laughs> Again, it's almost like my personal opinion. Everybody has a different like dislike about all of you. That. About all of you. I mean, and it also it also really really depends on the crowd and the night. Yep. So I've witnessed you guys do the same joke for the past three months, and one crowd is like killing it and and loving it with you guys, and another crowd's like, eh, I don't get it. You know, it it, it depends on the vibe of the room. It really does. Or you get you get someone with this crazy weird laugh, and it also raises the vibe of the room because yep. now you guys are focused on it and you're trying to concentrate on your show, and it, it fucks you up. But that's funny. Yeah, no, I love those crazy laughs, man. Yeah, I love that shit, man. I love when people tell me, "Oh, the crowd is dead." Yeah, <laughs> and then I go out there and do my thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think I've had a bad set yet at resorts. I've had people walk out. Well, how about the other night with a guy, old man, called you motherfucker? Yeah. He walks back to me. He's like, "You allow this kind of comedian comic here?" I'm like, uh, "I just do this." He's dangerous. Back. People have described Gary as dangerous. <laughs> He's dangerous with his words. I, I've actually. What did you say? I I don't even know what I said specifically. Apparently, he must have been getting upset the whole time. But when they started to walk out, everybody kind of turned around and saw them walking out. And I said, "I said, uh, I'm uh, glad I'm the uh, reason not, I said, I said he might not be walking out because of me. You know, he might just have to take his medicine." Right. And then he turned around and said, "You motherfucker." Yep. And I went, "Oh no, he's definitely walking out because of me." <laughs> the guy gives me shit. <laughs> I gotta look. I'm sure he left the review. Uh, I just said that, right? I said they're gonna leave a review. They're yeah. gonna leave a fucking review for sure, because those they, are the people who leave reviews. You the, know, the, the issue at resorts is it's a fantastic retro old feel casino, mm-hmm. and there's just a lot of silver head, silver tops there. A lot of seniors come in, and they don't always get some of the references, some of the jokes and things that you guys put out, especially Susie. Susie Sue. Susan, uh, uh, she is a much younger crowd uh, comedian. Yeah. And I, I think she's a fantastic person, a very honorable person. And, and just as some of the things she talks about, if, it, if the crowd isn't younger, the older crowd just doesn't get it. It's not True. that it's not funny. They just don't, don't get it. She's because just younger. Yeah. Yeah. She's very young. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Uh, but you kind of danced around that question, though. You said you were going to give us your opinion. Oh, I'll give you my opinion. Yeah, sure. Uh, my opinion is uh, uh, is o- almost as similar to general public opinion. I think you all have fantastic jokes. You all have fantastic sets. It just depends hey, on the vibe of the hey, room. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you should have been a politician there, Lord. No, Vader. no, and, and no. I, I'm really not. I, 
I'm not trying to be fake because I, I'll I get bored. I do get bored with some of your sets, but when there's a good crowd and a good vibe, it still it still makes it more. Um, dick, yeah, yeah, yeah. It still makes it more. It, it, it pop, makes the joke pop again. Oh yeah, no doubt, man. I I listen. That's I like when I, I like when I hear you laughing behind the curtain. Then I know I'm having a good set when I you say, say that something. Time, it's true. I hear fucking short in the back laughing. I go, I know I'm having a good set. Pay no attention yeah. to the guy behind the behind the yeah. curtain. Yeah. <laughs> Your strongest comics are obviously you, Buddha, Ray's Ray's there, but Ray is, you know, Ray can be uh, some weird sometimes. He was doing this whole thing with a microphone stand a, a week ago, a couple weeks ago. The and Max is up in the lighting up, booth down, and texts up, down, yeah. up, down, up, down. Yeah, it, Max texts me. He's like, "What the fuck?" He goes, "I'm really uncomfortable." <laughs> text me. <laughs> I'm like, "I don't want to touch the microphone now," you know, and put it away. You know, so that that can be kind of weird. And he kept going with it, and going with it. And people are like, "All right, move on." They're telling him to move on, and he kept going. I'm like, but you know, hey, that, that's your spiel, okay? You yeah, know. every now and then, I don't know what it is. He likes to make everyone feel uncomfortable. Somebody said that he was drinking a lot that night. He could have been. He yeah. gets into these. He gets into these Andy Kaufman modes. Correct. You know, Very where he, funny, he tries really to see he tries to see how uncomfortable he could actually just make everyone, everyone, yeah. the comic about to go up, the people yeah. sitting there, apparently the lighting and the, the yeah. sound men. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, but I'll I tell you this, regardless of that, he would be very happy to, to hear you say that uh, that he came in third. He probably <laughs> kissed you on the mouth. Uh I don't know. Michelle, I, I Michelle Balducci says, been watching AC Jokes every week for a year now. Only Gary and Buddha know how to change up their sets. Few of the other comics say word for word, and I mouth their sets in my seat. That's <laughs> true. That's true. Gary. She, change has, them, she means this, they know how to write. <laughs> Gary, this past week, has, has done some new material that I haven't heard before. Yo, dude, I don't even remember it. I'm so upset because I came up with so much new stuff in the last week, and I don't even remember well, it. You guys want to record this is why nah, I, I don't you, do G, tape your sets. Yeah, I was just going to say, you guys want to It's, it's a good body. thing that I have two hands because I can give one to both of you. <laughs> <laughs> You're set. Why? I'm because not going to go back and look at it. Because you're a professional. I know. And I don't like to be, I don't like to be uh, discouraged. Every time I watch a set of mine, it's discouraging. Well, you like, need I to hate, use that discourage as motivation. Special. You know what? You know what? Every time you get off stage now, I'm just going to give you a participa participation trophy for participating for your set for the night. Is that what you want? Or you want to be a champion, G? Do you want to be a champion? That's you what I want to be at Madison Square Garden where I open the curtain for you? You got to. Oh, by the way, Brian, just so you know, Sean is going to be pulling my curtain open at Madison Square Garden for sure, 100%. And if I said it, I meant it. Yeah. Let him record your sets for you. Look, I, you if know, someone I, else does it for me, I, I don't care. But I can't sit there and record my sets because, first of all, there's a bunch of shit that happens. Once, I know I'm being recorded, you know? And mm -hmm. then, two, every time I do a really good set, I go to listen to it, and it didn't record. So, look, and, I've never, and I've also never went back to any of the stuff I have recorded. I just never went back to it. I don't watch my old videos. I don't. You watch this show, though, back, don't you? Yeah. This is the only and thing you guys I want. Want and you get material from this, camera, right? But that's what but that's a whole different story. If you want to bring in a camera and set it up by me, I'll I'll push record. No. I don't no. No. You gotta do it without no. his knowledge. 
You got to just record it. And then like two months later, just give them like 60 cents. <laughs> nah, because it happened again. I had this one set that I thought was fire at Tropicana. And then Esco comes out. He goes, I recorded that whole thing. And I said, I don't want it. And he goes, why not? It was dope. And I said, because if I watch it, it's not going to be as dope as I remember it being when I was up there. And sure enough, he sends it to me and I watch it and I fucking hated it. You're your own worst critic, buddy. I hated it, man. I was like, this is horrible. I can't you even watch my special critic. anymore. I can't even watch the special anymore. I think the special sucks. I'm actually mad I put it out. <laughs> you are your own worst critic. That's okay. That's okay. You know, I liked it for a minute. And then I was like, eh. Time to do another one. You know, I don't know. I don't know if I ever want to record myself again. <laughs> All right. So let's see. Matt Bridgestone. I, I, Matt has some uh, some good stuff in his set. I, th- I still think he needs to work on some some things. Again, I've been doing this thirty years, so I've seen a lot of a lot of local comics. You know, you know, huge comics and stuff. Uh, Matt's got a couple of you know uh, uh, good things where he plays the uh, his you know Jew stuff and and things like that are are okay. Um, there, uh, Mike, Mike's Mike's good. I, I like a bunch of Mike stuff when he talks about the Batman. You know that that kind of thing is kind of funny. Um, uh, who, who's the other guy who had the heart attack? Uh, Brian. Oh, well, who had the heart attack? I don't know. But Brian. Brian. Says he has the um, I think it's inappropriate for him to to talk about having uh, – to warn people uh, about when when uh, the guys will go out on the boardwalk in Atlantic City to, to look for, you know, and, and talk about it. Like all guys are going to, like, make it sound like all guys are going to cheat. I think that's fucked up that he really shouldn't say that. And one thing I, I <clears throat> do know from experience is all of you guys really should not talk about the casino in, in a, in any way, shape or form. You should all keep it out of your act as far as the gambling part. Because I don't think I, uh, I don't think I've ever said anything about the casino. I, I know a couple of you talk about how, if you have, if you, if you're winning, don't give it back. You know, don't you shouldn't talk about the gambling because all those people are there because they're they meant to gamble. Yeah, they meant to gamble. anything positive, negative, indifferent you talk about, and it gets back to any kind of executives that hear that. Yeah, it it should taste cake. It shouldn't be it shouldn't be mentioned at all. You should just yeah. erase it from your act because one person. I don't, I don't even. I don't even like when people talk about Atlantic City. Yeah, it's like, well, I, on, I call Atlantic shitty. Yeah, I mean, no, sure, it is. You know, it's probably one of the worst cities I've ever lived in. My seven-year-old says that at school, and the teacher. But I hate when people. I hate when people put down the club. I hate when people put down any club, any club. I hate when people put down the club. I hate when people uh, put down the city. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I mean, it's it's different if like you're you're on the road and you're talking to a whole bunch of people and you're snapping on the town or whatever. But like, this is our home base. This is where we always work. People are coming out here. I don't think it's smart to say to them, "Why the fuck did you come out here?" Right. You know what I'm saying? And uh, like I've talked about gambling only in the sense of I'm not a good gambler. Right. That Like if I talk about it, I always say I'm not a good gambler. I say because I never really make money. I'm not a good gambler because I'll, I'll put in 20, win 20, and then I'll take it out. And that's all for the day for me. I mean, I've so, seen- I never, so I never make money when I gamble. And then I, I, I also have a bit where I talk about the, the most money I ever lost was gambling on the Paralympics. But I've never done that at resorts. Yeah. 
I never done that show. I never done that Joker resource. What was that? AC what? Has a strong upside. <laughs> Has a strong upside. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, if you're on the boardwalk, it's a great place to be. Sure, depending yeah. on, on where you're at now, you know. It, it, and what yeah. you're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, I really don't I don't I don't dis the the uh you know the casinos or anything like that. I try not to talk about that at all. Yeah, I, I, I'm not. I, I, I'm, I'm saying enough. Should, I'm, I'm making that a broad statement, just so maybe everybody oh, yeah. see that. I listen to that. Um, I totally agree with you. In, in my experience, it has backfired. In, in I a way totally agree with you. Backfire. Totally agree with you. In <clears> fact, <throat> when we first got in, we were told not to say nothing negative about casinos or gambling. So I don't even understand why some people do that because there we was were told famous, from the very beginning. There was a the famous celebrity not to dis resorts. We were told right. from the very beginning not to dis resorts and not to dis the casinos or gambling. We were told that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I don't know why anyone even does it. You know, like when they talk about it's a haunted theater or whatever like that. Low hanging fruit. See that that I think is okay because it it lets people know the history of how how involved that building was since World War II. Yeah. So you know that, that now, is it is it is it considered to be haunted? Is that a real uh, thing? Okay, so because I've heard something like that. The building opened as the shell font, and uh, the shell font and something else back in the twenties. Um, and during World War II, it became a hospital, and the thirteenth floor theater was the operating room. Ooh, so that's why the history that. is there. And the Viking theater, which if, if you look at the proscenium above your heads, there's there's Viking ships that were hand carved up there. Merv Griffin turned it into the screening room. Um, he also turned it into the, the other rooms, uh, the, their names, the director's room, so on and so forth. But the reason why, and a lot of people don't know this, this is what I love about history in this building. The, the reason why all the other hotels in the world don't label a 13th floor even though there is an existing 13th floor uh, and our lighting booth is, if you go in the stairwell, the fire stairwell says 13 and a half, cause that's where the lighting booth is, um, is because this room that we're in back in world war two, when it was a hospital, that's where you were sent to die. Uh... If they couldn't kill you, they couldn't cure you. You didn't want to go to the 13th floor. So that in, in the military, uh, it became wow. a thing of don't don't go to the 13th floor because that's where you're going to go to die. And that's why there's no 13th floor in buildings because mm -hmm. of resorts. Uh, Atlantic City's got a lot of cool history. Do a you, lot of history. Think, Not all of it's cool. Sean, yeah. do you know a guy named Dwight Baldwin by any chance in uh, AC? Yeah, uh, I think he I think he helped open up resorts back back in the day. He's very a, familiar. Yeah, he's a buddy of mine's dad. He's he's big into uh, a theater and stuff like that. He actually told me a story where he was at resorts with uh, uh, Robin Williams came into town in the in the eighties, and uh, before he went out, Robin's like, "Hey, what are you guys doing after the show?" And he's like, "Well, we just you know we go over to the Irish pub afterwards. You know, right, everyone from the stage." Down. Yeah, if you want to come grab a drink with us or whatever, not thinking Robin's going to come. So he goes, kills it. My buddy's dad is at the bar drinking, and then he said Robin walks in. Yeah. And he goes absolutely apeshit for like six hours, dude. Standing on the bar, blowing lines off the bar, and just oh, holding yeah. court until like 6.30 in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I would not doubt it. Yo, who's the Aflac dude? What's Aflac. his name again? 
that he passed away? Gilbert Goffrey. Gilbert Goffrey. We had Gilbert Goffrey in uh in Valleys before he died. And I knew he didn't have much left because, like, he wasn't a good 60. He was 60-something, but he wasn't a good 60-something. Like, he walked slow. We had to help him up and down the stairs. But after the show, we went to uh, the strip club with him. Really? One of the craziest experiences I've ever – I would just die. I, I didn't even notice I didn't even notice the stripper that night. I couldn't take my eyes off of him. It was so weird because we were. they gave us, like, a private booth. So I'm sitting right across from him. But right in between us is the dancer. You know, it's like a little table. So she's dancing, her legs are like open like this, and I'm looking right between her legs, and I just Gilbert <laughs> Goffrey like this. And then at one point, one of the other chicks came to like sit close to him, and she spilled a drink on his lap. <sighs> Yo, after that, it was hysterical because every time I'm sitting there watching this chick's bending over, she got her ass shaking right in his face, and he's just looking down like this, going. <laughs> he just like looks like he's not even there, yo. He didn't give a fuck about it. So Gilbert Goffrey will always be known as Iago to me from from Aladdin. Yeah, man. Um, my, uh, my I got to play with him. That's actually a big deal. I wasn't a huge fan of him, but it is a big deal. He was Iago. He was the Aflac dude. He was a you know a legend in his own right in comedy. Um. Yeah, I did probably, a lot of things. I was probably 14 or 15 years old, and I went to see a show with my mom and dad at at uh, um, Trump Plaza. My dad was working electrics. He was the lighting booth running follow spot for the show. So my mom and I are down in the front row, and he's doing his act. And, and Gilbert does this thing where he just sits there the whole time, and he doesn't really look around the room during his act, right? He does this. So I'm sitting in front row. And I'm looking up at him, and he's staring at me. He's doing his whole set. And he's doing a thing, and he's and, and the whole time he's looking at me. I'm like, this is really weird. I'm like, ma. So after the show, we went and meet and greet. And I, and I said, Gilbert, I said, it just, it just seemed weird to me. I'm sitting in the front row, and, and were you staring at me? He goes, yeah, I don't really like to do this stuff, and I kind of focus on one thing and do what I got to do. And you were the kid. And that's, so that's how I met Gilbert Goffrey. That was a decent Gilbert Goffrey impersonation, too. Right. Thanks. Not great, but decent. You know, did you ever get to meet Trump? Oh yeah, many times. Really? How was he? Um, yeah, again, what he, like? he was all he was all about the entertainment. Uh, I remember what about the Rod, show. Yeah, the entertainment. I remember doing Rod Stewart in the round at Taj Mahal, Mark Giannis Arena. By the way, Mark Giannis Arena. A lot of people don't know this is named after and continued Hard Rock kept the name. He was one of the original people who helped make. Trump, uh, uh, Taj Mahal come to fruition and died in the helicopter crash on the rest stop in the parkway. It crashed on, on the Garden State Parkway. He went down. So Trump huh. had the arena named after him. Mark Giedis, if you ever want to look it up, Brian. Um, How do you spell his last name? Edis. E E T. Uh, oh, E-T-E-S-S. Yeah, yeah. So I, I wouldn't have spelled that right. I, I'm, I'm kneeling down page in a camera cable and I feel this tap on my shoulder. And it's Donald. And and he's watching me run back and forth with the camera guy page in the cable so nobody trips and falls. And he goes, you were doing an amazing job. You were keeping up with this guy and no problem at all. He goes, thank you. I'm proud of you for doing this. And that, that was my first time meeting Donald. And I've met him several times after doing different shows and things. But he was always respectful and kind. I think he gets a bum rap. I and, I, and, and, and I'm guilty of giving him a bum rap. But he, he makes it so easy, though. I'm guilt. I'm guilty of it, man, because I bought. I bought the narrative. He, he made, made it easy. easy. 
He made it easy. He gave a lot of stuff. He gave a lot of snippets that that yeah. you can paint them in a certain way. Um, you know, then along came Biden, and <laughs> you missed them. <laughs> along yeah. came Biden, and you were like, "Yo, bring, even I was like, bring back Trump." Yeah, he makes it just as easy, right? You know, no, he makes it easier. Yeah, I saw a video the other day. This dude can't do anything. The other day, he farted, and they had a whole video of him farting, <laughs> and it was like it was like a long fart too. <laughs> we have satellites that can pinpoint you in your house while you're sitting there, but we can't figure out who the fucking cocaine came from in the White House. They, they know who the cocaine. Came I know from they in do. The White House. I know they do. Break. They know who it is. But, you know, here's the thing. They're all doing cocaine in the White House. That's the reason why they call it the White House. That's they're right. They're doing cocaine in that bitch, man. The truth <laughs> is we're all, we're all saying that it was it was Hunter, but it could have been anybody. It could have been Joe's. He might have forgot to take it. You know, he's old now, so he might have just forgot to put it back in his pocket. Yep. You know what I'm saying? He might have Bobby Browned it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Remember when Bobby Brown dropped the cocaine out of his pocket on live television? <laughs> That was great, yo. So, and then he went and picked it up. <laughs> he said, "I ain't leaving that shit there." My, uh, my, my other thoughts on 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 some of the celebrities and people I've met throughout the years. Oh, another cool, 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 cool story. All right, so for the last five years, I ran the lights down the video over at HQ Nightclub at Ocean. Yes, I know where HQ Nightclub is. This coast, like we, we won an award, 38th ranked nightclub out of 100 in the world for Atlantic shitty. That's 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 big. That's big, right? Yeah. So one of our special guests one night come in, Mike Tyson. Now, back in the day when he would fight here, I was there as a little kid. All the WrestleManias, all that stuff, I was here. I was a part of all of that. So we we got to eat lunch. And sit with Mike Tyson and his original manager, who's dead now. My father and I had a speed bag that, that Mike Tyson signed and his manager signed oh. way back in the day. And Cost we have Castiato, Castiato. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's his name. So we we have we have that as it was a memento. I was probably eight or nine years old. Okay, so I go over the mic. And he's sitting at one of the VIP booths. And I asked his manager, the person that was guarding, I said, you know, I work here. And they knew I worked here because of my status of what I did. I said, can I speak to him? And they're like, yeah, sure, sure. So I asked Mike about this story. And he goes, holy shit. He goes, I've only ever signed three speed bags in my life. He goes, I remember you as a little kid sitting there talking with you, eating so he remembered me when I was a little kid and, and now I'm, you know, a 50 or almost 50 year old man. And, and, and that was a cool moment for me that, that Mike Tyson remembered did, that. Did you just say almost 50? How old are you, my brother? 49. I just turned 49 July 13th. How am I older than you, man? <laughs> By what, <laughs> I guess? By <laughs> uh, the price is right sounds. I, I always wonder those things. Like, how am I older than you and how is Brian younger than me? Yeah, Brian's younger than me too. Yeah, but he don't look it. Mm. <laughs> I don't. You got to get off that vegan lifestyle, oh, my brother. And then we'll go back to the strip club thing. So, um, the guy who runs the IMAX theater at resorts, his name is Joe Wantock. I worked with him at Showboat many years ago. We, we, I would call him Joby Wan, like Joe, you know, Obi Wan Kenobi. We were always Star Wars fans, but 
he takes me out um, for my birthday, July 13th, to the strip club that used to be in front of Trump, where Trump Plaza is, right? I, the strip club's still there. It's right by Boardwalk Hall. Mm-hmm. He pays for me to have a lap dance. I, I, don't, I don't know if you heard me say this in the cafeteria. Who? Uh, who, pay, who paid for this? The the guy who was my lead at the time, Joe Wonton. Gotcha. Got, got it. He runs the IMAX. Joe Wonton? Wontok. He, run, he still runs the IMAX theater over at Tropicana. So I'm sitting in a, in a, in a black leather type of chair that has high arms on it. Mm-hmm. And the girl steps up onto the, the arms of the chair and smacks her head on the speaker above her, splits her head open, drops into my lap, knocked out with blood coming down her head. And that was my first laptop experience. experience. So her boobs are on me. She's got blood. And I'm holding her. Literally holding her, and she she was knocked out. She knocked herself out. Oh my god! Yeah. So that did that, you get your money back? Did he get his money back for the oh, dance? I, I don't know, but that's, <laughs> they shut the music off. They had to come over and get her, and it, yeah, it was that was the experience. That was oh, my first. Oh uh, man, yeah, I bought my son to his first. Uh, you got kids? I do five. 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 You go, dog. How uh, how many boys? How many girls? Uh, my oldest son is twenty six. My son's identical, age. Identical twin girls that are 24 from my previous marriage. And Barbara and I have a 10-year-old son and a 7-year-old son. Wow. Oh, cool. Okay. Great, man. Very cool. I had bought my son. My son came out to Atlantic City this before he moved in with me. And he was uh, he had just turned 21. And he wanted to go to the strip club. So I bought him to his first strip club. <laughs> right? And we're right. there. We're hanging out. And the first thing I tell him and his boys, don't let him take you in the back room. Just stick to the front, dog. Don't let him take you to the back room. And of course, we're there five minutes and we see his boy getting led to the back room by some chick by the hand. I'm like, well, there he goes. He's done. Right? He's done. But he got the money to spend. So me and my son are hanging out, you know, and uh, my son goes, Dad, how long are we going to stay here? And I go, your nose will let you know. And he goes, what? And I go, talk to me later. And we're there maybe like an hour and a half. And my son comes up to me and goes, your dad. I go, what? He goes, it smells like ass and dirty pussy. And I go, it's time to go home. <laughs> yep. Your nose will let you know. The minute you start smelling shit, that's when you've been there too long. It's time to get the fuck out. I never really got into strip clubs, to be honest, man. That was never really yeah. my thing. It's gross, dude. It's very, very gross. I mean, I'm not going to say I never went. And if you go with the right amount, you know, with the right people, it's fun. If you go with chicks, it's fun. It's more yeah. fun. You know what I'm saying? With my ex-girlfriend, Dawn, we, we with a few friends of ours, we knew somebody was stripping and we went to a club and, and they took extra care of us. And we had, we had fun. She, her and her and the one girl that we were with, they both jerked me off while I'm standing behind them. You know, it was kind of cool. <laughs> that Great sounds like fun. a good night. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of fun. Was it was it too, too nuts or it was just like they both did it like yeah, the endless yeah. vagina? <laughs> they, both, they both were doing it, yeah. Rock and roll, man. Shit. Bigger rock star than me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I never really like. I got nothing against it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, personally, look, whatever, I think it's man. the oldest form of making money in the world. Just but, make it fucking legal. Oh yeah, man. But but here's the thing: it's like if you go with chicks, it's cool. But if you go with those dudes, like I I I went when I was going through my divorce, I went to a, a bunch of times with uh my boy Polo, and this <laughs> he's the type of dude that would like crumble the dollars into a ball and throw it at him. 
And I'm like, come on, dude. You know what I'm saying? Respect like, the craft. I mean, they're he's there. He's out, dude. Respect the art. And well, but the funny thing is, he was one of those pretty boy dudes. So he would do that shit, and then the chicks would come over and start kicking it with him. And I'm like, how the fuck does that work? See, after, after HQ, 5 o'clock in the morning, every once in a while, maybe three or four times, we would go over to Scores over at, at with Taj at the time. We would go over yeah. there and hang out. And because everybody in the industry knew each other, from being out that late, we get extra special, uh, you know, benefits like where they would the, the, the girls knew us because they would come over to the nightclub and they would, you know, they they would. Yeah, I mean that that was the same thing. Facey jokes. Yeah, you know, you know, so it was it was stilettos it was, when I first oh, came but, out here. Yeah, you know, I just never. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I'd be cool with a lot of them because, like I said, when we used to hit stilettos, they all know everybody from AC jokes. So yeah, you know. But yeah, I just hate going with people that are obnoxious. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Sitting there, I'm like, dude, don't throw dollar bills at them like fucking balls, pegging them in the head. They're sitting there dancing, he's pegging them. I'm yeah. like, come on, man, that ain't. That's just disrespectful. Just and the thing is, I'm sitting there thinking like eventually they're gonna come and chuck them, mm. which means I'm gonna get chucked because I'm there with my boy. Which means right. if he gets into some shit, even though it's his fault, I'm getting into some shit. You're making you look like you have a bad rap too because you're guilty by association. Yeah, plus if some shit licks off, now I'm involved because I'm there with my boy. You know what I'm saying? It's not like I'm there with just an acquaintance. He's my boy. It's like, right. yo. I mean, whether you like it or not, Gary, you're a public figure. And, and certain times <laughs> you, you don't want to look like an asshole. Yeah, well, I mean, this is way before I was even doing comedy. But nowadays I have to worry about shit like that. Right. Like I never – it's weird because I never used to have to worry about that shit. And it's usually – like, I got to be careful, you know? Like, when I, in Dunkin' Donuts, when I shook my dick at that chick, my son's like, yo, dude. <laughs> you know, her and her husband, by the way. It wasn't just like I shook my dick at some chick. And they tried to hit me with their car, just to put things in perspective. Right. But my son is like, dude, what if you would have ran into, like, a fan and they see you here <laughs> arguing and shaking your dick at a couple? He's right. He's right. 100%. 100%. Because I never know, man. It's not odd that I'm sitting there just eating and someone comes and goes, yo, let me pay for that. I saw you the other night. And I'm like, oh, thank you. Like, I, I'm not, I got to remember that. I, cause I tend to get into a lot no, of, you, you mentioned Denny's in your act. You actually go to Denny's. I love Denny's. Absecon. Absecon. That's the one I go to. Yeah. Cause I, you know what? I'm telling you right now for, for us as a family of four, if we go out to normal places, we're like $120 for fucking dinner. That's ridiculous. Yeah. But Denny's I can spend 60, 70 bucks and have a great meal with good portions and be perfectly fine. My the kids burgers, dude, the burgers, the burgers are banging. Here's the I thing, had a man. steak there. I had a, 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 a it was a, a bourbon steak. He loves the steak, fucking dude. Denny's, and I was like, "Wow, this is great, dude." It's a diner. It's not like a fast food joint. It's a fucking right. diner. It's just yep. it's a you know it's it's a diner that you know people know Denny's. It's like yep. a chain, but yep. like I used to go to the one closer to me on Tilton. Yeah, over by the theater. And I was going there all the time, and every time I went there, they treated me like it was the first time I ever went there. And I always got into beef with people. So I stopped going there. And then I found the one in them seeking and they treat me right. I go there every day. I walk in, they go, gee, what's up? They know I'm there every day. Even when the place is packed, they're like, gee, just give you me like become five Denny's, minutes. You become Denny's norm. Oh, yeah. And I hey, bring everybody norm. there. You know, cheers. When, when Norm walks yeah. in the room, with cheers. Yeah, yeah, that's and that's all I ask for. I don't ask for no discounts. I don't ask for nothing like that. You know, I ask just to be treated like, you know, I come there all the Where time. Everybody knows your name. That's all. You see me every day. Yeah. You know, I've had some of them actually from that Denny's. I had some of them come to the show. Cool. 
Yeah, I comp to the show. I, everywhere I go that I go a lot and they treat me like I go there a lot. Right. Then I then I'll invite them. So you the want show. a little respect, a little love. That's it. Show the love back. I'm like, anytime you want to come to a show, like at the at the first rest stop over here on Atlantic City Expressway. Yeah. That's like my corner store. That's my corner store because I'm always on that. You know, I'm always on the Garden State, so it's always right. that's my store. Coming and I back go in to there, New York, you just stop there. On the way to New York, I stop there. And when I'm coming back from New York, I'll go there and I'll get me like a fucking bacon, egg, and sausage right. on a fucking croissant type shit. You know, to cook real a quick. bacon, egg, home. and sausage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I disgusting. Go, I like my fucking pork. Go fuck yourself. You L.A. people. <laughs> but you know. I'll, I'll get that to go there. So when I go there, they all know me. You know, the minute I walk in, the, the the gas attendants, I always tip them. You know, which by the way, people, if you're in fucking Jersey and you got them pouring, you fucking pumping your gas, give them a fucking dollar. My gas station give down the road. Dollar. If I never, ever, ever tip those guys. In my entire never? life. Never, never, dude. Nobody. Does. Not even in the winter. No, dude, if the dude is like gonna check the oil or like what wipe down the windows, I'll give him a tip, bro. Oh, but man, it's like it's like bro, you're pumping gas. All right. Yeah, I know. They're pumping I mean, gas. But you give tips uh waiters and waitresses, you give tips, you probably you the type of dude that probably leaves tips at Dunkin' Donuts no, dude, in the cup. No. Absolutely. So there's, not. A, there's a gas station, one gas station. They don't make a lot of money, man. You know, and they station. work a very dangerous job. There's one gas station here in Smithville. And it's an Indian guy who was actually a military soldier from the country that he's from. Hugely nice, respectful guy. We give him Christmas gifts. We give him things all the time. And he's like, see, oh, Brian, I love I love you and your family. How's your wife today? He talks about shipping us against my religion. <laughs> King handles. Why did I why did I figure that out? You know, and, and he's out there in the hottest fucking days doing his job. He's just a nice guy. He's friendly. So, you know, why not give give him an extra five bucks to say, here, go have some a cold beer or something, you know? Listen, I just look at it like this. It's <laughs> one of those jobs. Beer. You're out there in shitty weather, you know, dealing with people. It's a very easy job, no doubt. And I don't always tip. Like, if I don't have a single, then I don't tip. But if I have a single, I always throw them a dollar. Because my attitude is if, like, how many cars come through there a day? If yeah. only half of them Give gave them a dollar, they'd be living some pretty decent lives. You well, know New, Jersey's, New Jersey's a unicorn, too, where it's one of the last states where you're not allowed to pump your own gas. And it's so, cheap. It's cheaper than almost everywhere else in the country, too. You know, so. It's decent. Other, uh, no, no. It's, it, I mean, that's just a fact. It's, it's, it's yeah. one of the cheapest places for gas in the, in the country because they refine it all in North Jersey. Yeah. So you know? the other the other part is when if you're going to a gas station out of state and you're pumping yourself, then you don't really have an attendant to tip. You know, oh you no, I won't. Yeah, no, no. If right. I pump it myself, there's no attendant. Right. Yeah, no doubt. You know, I'm not gonna go in the store and give someone a dollar because I pump my gas. Right, exactly. So you, <laughs> you know, know, we are kind of like a, a little bit of a unicorn there where we we're one of those yeah. last states where you have to, you know, if somebody pumps you have to go through them. Like I said, I don't do it all the time, but if I have a single, I like to tip them a fucking single. And I think everyone should fucking feel the same way because you could turn a shitty job into a really good job. Well, now when I you know what I'm saying, think about it. How many cars come through? Yeah. How many cars come through? Is it is it safe to say at least five hundred? At least. At least five hundred. If yeah. half those people gave a dollar, that dude made an extra little two fifty that yeah. day tax-free now he got a shitty job that's now not so bad dog i'm making some decent I pumped money. gas as a kid i know what it's like you know what i'm saying i'm making some like there's certain things i won't you know like if you're a 
fucking if you're at the cash register with a thing, come on, dude. That's your job. Yeah. Your job is to work the cash register, motherfucker. Like, come on, I'm not gonna pay you for that. But there's but a when guy when I when I leave uh resorts, just as you get to the the traffic light where the where the the overpass bridges are to go to Bragada and the other way. Yeah. Uh there's a guy that just walks up and starts washing your windshield. I hate that. And it's like three or four o'clock in the morning, and, and I'm like I hate that, so dude. uncomfortable. And it's not that I wouldn't tip the guy, but I'm like, dude, if I wave at you and say no, he does it anyway. I'm like, oh, okay, fuck you. And that, that's just that's oh yeah, nah, nah. Then I'm then 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 the, the windshield wiper fluid goes on. I spray the motherfucker. Get off my fucking car. I hate that dude, man. Yep. If you start tipping, I'm raising rent. <laughs> He's serious too. <laughs> I don't tip everybody. I don't. I, I'm not really like big on the tipping, you know. And, I am. And, I'm big on tipping. And and when I do tip, I'm I'm that dude that says, "How was my service?" And that'll depend on your tip. Don't don't automatically expect the fucking ten percent or that's not. So let's say your food comes out late, right? That's and, not and, their fault. That's not their fault. But no, it also is part of how that waiter that waitress handles telling you that information. In order to let you know that it's a little bit above the above them, so what can I do to help make this better in my power? And that help, yeah. you know, that'll give me a little more incentive to tip that person. Yeah, even if they're just nice and get my order right, I, you're, you're guaranteed something. Uh, yeah. Me and Buddha were at me and Buddha were at Denny's one time, and I'm ordering a, a create your own burger, and I said, let me get a burger with bacon and Swiss. That's it, nothing else. And she goes, do you want lettuce, tomatoes, and onions? And I said, I don't want any of that. Did you hear All the I words want, come out of my mouth? I said, I don't want any of that. I mean, I'm, I, I didn't care that she asked because I'm like, okay, let's get it clear. And I said to her clearly, yes. yep. I don't want any of that. All yep. I want is the burger, bacon, and, Swiss. and cheese. That's it, Swiss cheese. She comes back, dude, there's so much toppings on this thing, like this much toppings. And like, there's the burger, this much toppings. And, I, and she's putting it down. I go, what is that? And she goes, your burger. And I go, I specifically said, I didn't want that. And she goes, oh, well, they automatically put that on. And I went, no, they don't. And then I said, it's a build your own burger. It already says what it puts on what I want on it, not what you want on. Otherwise, it would be a build your own burger. You give me I feel the like that's a joke somewhere in your So stack. Buddha says, Buddha says, Buddha, you going out with Buddha is crazy. Buddha's Buddha is hot. Buddha, Buddha, Buddha goes, so she's sitting there, she's like, they put it on her, and, and I'm saying they don't. I come here all the time, first of all. She was new. I wasn't. Right. I come here all the time, she and they never new. do it. You know what I'm saying? And Buddha goes, look, you're lying, all right? Just get the hell out of here. We got to eat. I said, Buddha, I come here all the <laughs> Buddha time. Buddha is quick. He's quick. He said, look, you're lying, all right? Shut up. Get the hell out of here. I said, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, I'm like, Buddha, I come here all the time. He's like, I do, too. I'm like, I never saw you here. <laughs> So another, uh, uh, just popped in my head, um, you know, Faith Hill and Tim McGraw, right? They're a couple, mm -hmm. famous country couple, and they're yes. still together. Um, I, uh, I, I have two different stories with them. Um, I'll, I'll start with, with Tim McGraw's story, if you, want, if you want to hear that. I mean, I don't no, mean to. Rock and roll, I'm down to hear uh, a good story. All right. So we're at Taj Mahal. And I'm putting the, the drape on the front of the stage. And the, the stage is probably chest height to me. And some concerts at the beginning of the show, they have a, a curtain that is there 
that hides the stage and the set pieces and everything that kind yeah. of have a, a surprise reveal. So in that curtain, what they do is they bundle it up and roll right. it up and it yeah. hangs up top. Well, somehow the trigger system, because when, when the curtain is, is down before the show starts, there's a trigger system that allows it to release. It, it furls down and they pull yeah. it off. Well, this, the whole curtain fell while I'm standing and I, I could touch Tim McGraw's leg. That's yeah. how close I am putting the curtain up on the front. But the other curtain fell and it now furls down like a giant parachute and is covering him with hundreds of yards of material. <laughs> and he's stuck under this fucking and he's going, motherfucking piece of shit. He's screaming a curse. And so I and this is wait, this is this is during the show. No, no, this is during rehearsal. I'm sorry. During during rehearsal. Rehearsal. Okay, okay. So okay. I leap up on stage and now I'm helping unbury him. And he I'm the first face he sees. And he's like, thank you for helping me. He goes, I hate this fucking thing. And so later that night, when we went to go meet and greet him with me and my, my ex-wife, he, he remembered who I was. I got to go to shows with you. You meet and greet everybody. I, I, I We'll talk. Um, so <laughs> I'm going with the wrong people. I don't get to meet and greet anybody. I just get to watch the show. Then I got to get the fuck out. He, uh, <laughs> he invites me because he had his own private poker table. And he invites me to come play poker with him. And I'm like... You know, that, thank you for the invitation. I said, but I, I really don't have that kind of money to play. He's like, oh, don't worry about it. Just come play poker with me. And and uh, we had a babysitter. So I'm like, you know, we really need to get home. It's like almost one o'clock in the morning. So, you know, I denied it. But that's that was how he thanked me to be able to come do that. I wouldn't have went to play poker with him either. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> I'm not that I, good. I, I, well, first of all, I don't got that money. You know what yeah, I'm right. saying? I would have been like, hold on, let me look. I would have had like a 10, a five, <laughs> three singles. I'd have been like, nah, I think I'm going to stay home. I'm tired. No, no. I'd have been like, I'm tired, dog. I'm tired. I don't want to hang out. You know? So his, what, how I met his wife is, remember? I don't know if you remember me telling you before about where Tina Turner's dressing room is mm -hmm. at the back there where there's a long hallway. So I'm going back to look for my dad to talk to him about something. And as soon as you walk through the one door, the the the, the the star dressing room is almost diagonal to the door uh, of the entrance door to the star dressing room. And just a, a, a ways down the hall is a, a bathroom and a, a, a phone, a pay phone and a house phone and the green room. So the person I, I spoke to one of my other coworkers, I'm like, oh, yeah, your dad's down the other way. So as I walk past the star dressing room, mm -hmm. I walk down the other end of the hallway. And then I, I hear behind me my dad talking on the house phone. So I just spun around and I didn't realize Faith Hill came out of her dressing room and I literally smacked my chin into her forehead. And now I'm holding Faith Hill in my hand. And I'm like, ah, I, I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to do. And she, she was very nice about it. She's like, I didn't realize you were going to turn around so quickly. I'm like, are you okay? And she's like, no, it's fine. It's fine. We're good. And that's how I met Faith Hill. Dude, I'm starting to think it's you. You're like Forrest Gump. You're the Forrest Gump of Atlantic City. <laughs> yeah, He's like yeah. the Forrest Gump of Atlantic City. Yep. It's you. Now I'm going to be a little nervous when you open the curtain for me that's going to fall on top of me, man. You're like, no, no. It's like you get to, well, you already met me. Here's the question, dude. What's the chances of getting like either an AC or another fucking fan in that room, dog? So you need a window unit, bro. Just get a little window unit. No, you we have a window unit because we smoke weed, so we have the box fan in the window to blow the, the weed not, out. No, no, no. I'm talking about window so now AC we need, unit. Okay, so 
I, I said need this just to, like another fan, at least in the corner, so that it could blow no, I on said, us. I the, said this to the powers to be, and I don't think that that's going to happen. But I if, doubt you guys, it. if you guys, did you ever see the floor unit where you just put the tube out the window? Yeah. If you guys get one of those, we can, we put can do cardboard it. that and put that in there, and it'll feed the room. They're not that expensive. Walmart, like 150 bucks, 175 yeah, bucks. You got to look into that, man, because that should be, whoo, it's a sauna. It's naked in that room. So when I first get in, I immediately go open that room and turn the outside fan on to blow into that room to give you some relief. Nice guy. No, it does. Right. But then I go in there and I start smoking weed. We got to right, close, you the, guys door. close <laughs> the door. Now you're fucking bacon and you're bacon. Yo, anybody in that room is getting lit up, dog. It's like yeah. hard to sit in there. The smoke is just like this. And then last night, man, I went in after the first show. I was just drenched. I saw. I was in there trying to breathe, dog. You, you took your hat off. Your I see the, the sweat coming off your your head, your bald head. I saw. I saw. See, you still got some trapment because you still I got do. like a little thing over here. A little bit. Yeah, man. I don't. It's one of the things hair was made for. People don't realize that hair is made to keep sweat out of your face. Yep. Because once I take this hat off, it just it's horrible. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I can I'm, only imagine. You could only imagine. Anyway. Brian, what's the rest of your week looking like, man? What's the rest of your weekend looking like? What's today, Sunday? Are you working tonight, Sean? I am. I'll be there. I don't have the day off for the next, like, nine, ten days. I'm working every day. I don't have a day off for the next nine, ten years. That's all right. That's why it keeps you alive. Somebody slammed something. Yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was a door, door in my end. I know what I'm doing. I'm going to pick myself up a game of X Playground, only the best adult communication tool ever made. If you want to get fist deep in someone you love, pick up a game of X Playground. Use promo code RATEDG at checkout. Uh, you can also pick up one of these fantastic mugs over at endwasgood.net slash shop. Um, we'll get that up here. You can You can buy one of these mugs. There's some some t-shirts and uh you can also check out a new sponsor the fungus fungus among us among us fungus <laughs> among guy. yeah which has uh some mushroom supplements uh capsule filling de- device if you want to make your own but there's some wines main other mushrooms and stuff like that so uh, check it shit. Out. Look at that, man. If you want to follow uh, Brian, follow Brian at Brian T. Licata. You can follow me at Gabby G. Garcia. Look at you. And who's that with you? Anybody know who that is? I can't Bruce Jenner. Nope. <laughs> Bruce Jenner. Who is that? I don't know who that is. I know that's you. He's a soap opera famous star and a famous oh, that- singer. Is that Rick Springfield? That is Rick Springfield. Holy shit, man. I'm not going to lie. I like Rick Springfield, not just in his music, but when he was on fucking uh, the hospital one, right? That's what he was yep. on, General Hospital. General Hospital. So I, used to, Rick, I used to watch that. I'm not going to lie. Rick Springfield is the – he has the largest Star Wars action figure carded original trilogy, carded, graded. So what that means, it's still in the original packaging in a enclosed case – that's graded, like they put a certain number on there for, yeah, for, how, for how, well. how the quality of it is exactly. Right. Any he little owns bend, the any largest little... collection of that in the world, like two points up the million dollars. Really, and that's and that's how I met Rick Springfield. So I'm I'm at Revel, 
back, which is now Ocean. And I'm standing side stage, and I go to get on my phone. And this guy standing next to me didn't know who he was, and he noticed I have a Star Wars thing on my phone. He goes, "Oh, you're a Star Wars fan." I said, "Yeah, yeah." He goes, well, "You know, Rick is a big Star Wars fan too." And he says, "I'd like to introduce you." And I showed the guy some of my pictures and things. He goes, mm-hmm. "Oh, yeah, Rick would love to meet you." So he introduced us. And Rick and I have exchanged stories. And every once in a while, I'll get an email. We email each other or talk to each other through phone and talk about what's a value of something to buy something, to get something. If it's worth it or not, what do you think it's going to go with the value? And, and we'll chat. You're fucking Sean Gump. <laughs> He's fucking Sean Gump over there, man. Life is like a box of chocolates for this motherfucker. Yep. Sean, I thank you for coming on, man, and sharing your day with us. There I am. It changed. It changed. That's me. (laughs) Return of the Jedi. It's $8,000 Return of the Jedi version Darth Vader costume, but I do side work for Disney Lucasfilm and and events for. Rock and roll, dog. You are a fucking, you are a superhero, dog. You're a fucking man. You're you're Gump. Sean Gump. (laughs) That's what I'm going to call you from now on, man. There I am on stage with Weird Al Yankovic. Weird Al, big up to Weird Al, Al, man. All right, you guys are in I get it. Yeah, Sean, stay on. All All right, right. don't go nowhere. Guys, thanks for listening, man. We appreciate y'all for checking us out, man. I hope you enjoy your week, and I hope we see you again. It's another episode of Rated G. Peace. Thank you for having me. Thanks for having me.